Hey, kiddo. How was the hill? Did you learn anything? Yeah, that ripping pow induces spontaneous joy. The Icon Pass lets you do you at 50 destinations worldwide from 249 Adult. Drop in for next winter now and save at IconPass.com. All right, Vegas. Here it is again. Another Friday night. What's up, everybody? What's going on, guys? I got ribeye at my feet. I got, sounds like Ryder trying to maneuver the door over here to come say goodnight. Children about to go. I'm so much bigger and stronger than you. Oh. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the super chat. We got a super chat from Gives Me That Sh. Donates five. They say that pineapple. Well, that's disgusting. All right, let's. What kind of super chat is this? What kind of super chat is this? All right, well, I'll read the first one first. Um, how are we going to start the show with that? How are we going to start the show with that? We got, we got a Spurgatronic super chat. <laughs> What's up? Look at all you crackers in the, in the chat right now. All you freaking bigots. All you crackers, bigots, and what else? <laughs> all you racists, bigots. Um, foobs. What else? <laughs> Maddie Andrews up in the chat. What's happening, Matt? We got Team Zoomer. We got we got the Zoomer squad. Zoomer squad is on call. You guys remember Matt the other day? We had a few few comments about Matt. People were saying Matt needs a call back in more often. We're gonna do some call-ins in the second hour. Maybe starting at like eight o'clock, we'll do some call-ins. I've got. Let me get that. Let me pull the Zoom meeting open. I'm gonna make sure you guys have the Zoom link. You guys want to call in? You got something to say? Eh, if you just wanted to chat, hang out, if you got a question, yeah, shit, if you want to debate. You know, we know some of these vegans, they like to call in to debate, so we could do that too. Um, you guys can call in at any time after, let's see, about 40 minutes from now. Do the first 40, first 40 minutes solo, and they'll start pulling you guys in in a little bit. Alright, it's Friday. It's Friday. All sorts of crazy shit happening in the world, as always. As always. Um, man, it was a long day. It was a long day for me. I feel like I woke up super early. But I think it's just because I had been going to bed super late the last few nights because of all these streams. Now, I've been enjoying them. I like these streams. But some of these have gone like three, four. One of them even went six hours. That was uh, <laughs> that was a record for this channel. Good night, kid. I'll see you in the morning, buddy. Good night, dude. High five. See you later, buddy. Love you, dude. <laughs> More? All right. Even harder than that. Come on. Woo! All right, one more. All right. Good night, dude. Night. Night. All right. All right. We got a, We got a couple super chats already. We're gonna wait a few minutes and then we'll hit those up. We got a bunch of the regulars in the chat. What's going on, guys? Maddie Andrews up in the chat. Where's my mods? I got no mods though. Where's my mod squad? Naughty, naughty mods. Naughty, naughty mods. Where are you at? What's going on, guys? So apparently, the uh, it looks like the presidential debate might be canceled. The second presidential debate may be canceled, which is very unfortunate. 
uh, unlike the last, the Kamala Harris and uh, Pence debate, I was looking forward to another Trump-Biden debate, but it doesn't look like that'll happen. It's a probably a smart call on Biden's part. Um, from what I've seen, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, the, uh, the commission, or the, what is it called, the debate committee, this group that decides when and where these debates are going to be, who's going to be moderating it and whatnot. If uh, what's going on is, it seems like, seems like they don't want Biden to be put in front of Trump again. It seems like if they put Biden in front of Trump, he's going to bite his friggin' head off again. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out that uh, obviously a lot of these uh, members of intelligence agencies, a lot of members of uh, the Democratic Party do not want coming out. And a lot of these neocons seem to be running interference as well. So, um, yeah, Trump has been – Trump has dropped a few – Dropped a few hints at where exactly he's going with this concerning the, uh, the Hillary emails, Obamagate, and all that stuff. And uh, it seems as though Joe Biden does not want to submit himself to a debate. So they're trying to make it an online debate. They want to do an online debate where they'll both be separate in separate rooms. Who knows where? Different parts of the country. Right? I guess Biden could just sit there with a teleprompter in that case. There's, there's, a, there's a mod. There's okay. You know everything's okay when, when okay is up in the chat. Super mod. That's what's up. How you doing, okay? We got Jer Bears like on Be Still and No God. Matt Andrews up in there. Sideshow Bob. That's another familiar name. Fast Keto Prime. What's up, man? Nikki Duncan. You guys make sure to like it. Make sure to share it. You know YouTube will not. You guys know YouTube's not going to share it. Um, all right, we got... We got some cool stuff today. We got all sorts of fun. We're gonna learn. We're gonna learn a little bit today. Um, I know we've got a younger audience. You know, I mean, we've got most of the call-ins. Most of the call-ins have been young men between the ages of like most of them have been young men in their early twenties, even late teens. Which is uh, wait, what is this? Show me. Okay, Zoom's pulled up. Now Zoom's gone. Most of the callers are a little bit young, right? We got a, we got a lot of young men who are uh, figuring out their way in the world. And I've got some really good um, advice for you here. We've got some, uh, some YouTube promoted advice. Cuckoo Kangaroo Face Mask official video. Wear a mask from Cuckoo Kangaroo.
them germs at bay with <laughs> all right um i don't know if i could deal with much more <laughs> with much more of this what the hell is this comments turned off wow all right i, I don't really know much about this channel but there's a bunch of these face mask songs popping up so that's the one let's review the next one review the next one we got the pop the, oh, oops that's their that's their featured video. Wow, that's uh, almost nine thousand views in just eleven hours. What a what a great piece of art there. Now here we go. We got another one for the uh, for you young zoomers out there. We wanted to maybe just relate to you guys a little bit more. You know, we wanted some some stimulus, some some lingo. Right, lingo that all you young people, young people will understand. So we've got Masterpiece by uh, Savannah Kids TV. All right, you guys, pay attention. All right, if you, you're going to school, you're going to your college classes. You, know, you want to be a good global citizen. Wear the face diaper. Masterpiece is going to help you. <laughs> going to help teach you. Right. This is, these are only user-supported streams. Right. You guys are the ones who support these. These are for you. We get no support from YouTube. In fact, YouTube is trying his dangest to crush these channels. Uh, and even some of the channels surrounding us. I didn't talk to uh, this lady, Carnivore Yogi. She mentioned in a comment on my one of my recent posts in the uh, community section, she's having issues as well with people being unsubscribed, people not able to get notified. So if you want to get notified, there's a link down in the description below. We will send you an email before we're going to do these. Also, you can follow me on Instagram, Primal Edge Health on Instagram. Lots of good stuff there on the Insta feed. And uh, that's a good place to get informed of when we're going to do these streams. And uh, you can always find the link up there on Instagram. Or you can join our mailing list. We'll send you an email before we do these streams. So we got a few super chats here. We got... Telling vegans that they've been brainwashed is actually just one of the gaslighting techniques I want to highlight. Thank you, Jason John Schwartz. Jason John Swartz donates five bucks. Says best damn channel on YouTube. Three flexing arms, right? Three flexing arms. Look at that, like a mutant, like a like that chick with the three titties in uh, Total Recall. You're almost as good as Vegan Gains' wife. Well, you know, <laughs> or Vegan Gains' wife's. Well, you know. Okay, I get it. Like OnlyFans. Uh, thank you very much. We got super chat here. We got another one. Let's replay. I'm a soy boy because I love soy. We got Mafuka donated five bucks. Says Tristan, you blue-eyed devil, you. Oh, here we go. He, you got to do it in the uh, in the 
and the black Israelites. Tristan, you blue-eyed devil, you Edomite, you cracker-ass, honky-ass, peckerwood, miracle whip on Wonder Bread, bird shit, wigga. Jesus was black, and you're going to hell, whitey. Praise Farrakhan. <laughs> Thank you, I agree. That's, I mean, you, I couldn't have said it better myself. I am a soy boy, because I love soy. Gives me that shit. Ant Ward sends five bucks, says, They say that pineapple makes your baby gravy taste good. I say if you nut anywhere but inside your wife, you're a homo. Okay, thank you for that. It's an interesting opinion, an interesting assertion. But do you have any? Uh, do you have any peer-reviewed studies to back that up? Do you have any uh, you know, double-blind, controlled studies that can back that up? Because if not, that's just anecdote. Okay, that's just anecdote. Ian, Jared, and Sivo, let's, let's replay that one. I got my D levels tested once. Uh, before I supplemented, and I had the D levels of an institutionalized elder. <laughs> like these people who are like in nursing yeah. home. Yo, 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 Ian Jared Asivo says, So oh, great to see fellow Zoomers coming out the other day, representing a new base generation. Love the streams. I hope one day I have a wife and kids like you and live off the land, praying that I get there before the wheels come off this crazy train. Hey, man, we're, we're all praying the wheels don't go too far off this crazy train. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it'd be nice if we'd all just live our lives out in peace and not have to fight for, uh, for our civilization, for our families, and uh, not have to push back against this degeneracy. It'd be nice if we could just have some laughs and not have to get serious about it every once in a while. But I appreciate it. All the Zoomers out there, that's what's up, guys. Marry young. Get out of the degenerate cities. Get your shit together. Get real skills. Real skills, right? Real skills. Not jerking off on Discord skills. Real life skills. And enjoy life and serve God. That's what's up, guys. All right, we got... I think that's... That's all I'm for for now. I, made, I actually made some new... Let me make sure that they're activated. I got some great new alerts. We got some new alerts. Some surprise alerts that might pop up. Thank you guys for them super chats. The best way is Streamlabs. Don't use YouTube super chat. Use the Streamlabs super chat. That is the best way to support. If you guys like these streams... Use those Streamlabs Super Chats, not, I repeat, not the YouTube Super Chats. Streamlabs link is in the description below. If you guys want to call in, we got the Zoom meeting. We're doing open lines. We'll start taking calls in like 30 minutes. I know there's quite a few people who want to call in, so I'm excited for that. Hopefully we get some, uh, hopefully we get some good calls. Right? We, get, we get friends and foes alike calling in. It would take them all. Take them all, but uh, you guys, you gotta, you gotta have video if you're gonna be calling in. You gotta have video. You gotta be identifiable. You gotta show us that you're a person, and they're not gonna be spurging. All right, let's learn from Savannah kids. Let's hear what she's got to say. No, none of those should be wearing masks, and neither should children. Not a single one of those creatures that you just named wears a mask. And, and, and children should also not be terrorized and wearing these freaking masks. Savannah kids. Now 
business all right this is this is the type of shit that youtube promotes too <laughs> this straight up uh, child abuse right here look at this children you know what kind of psychological effects this is having on children this is so ridiculous someone remember what Stav was telling us the other day about the uh, the children in, in Greece that are so freaked out about germs oh, the yeah. teachers the teachers in schools are telling these children that they have invisible germs and the bugs the invisible oh, germs are bugs. all over them yeah. and the little tiny invisible germ bugs are just gonna jump from you to your mom your daddy or to grandma or grandpa and if you're not careful, and if you get too close to people, and if you don't wear your muzzle, and if you don't wash your hands obsessively like a hypochondriac. The vegans that they've been brainwashed is actually just one of the gaslighting techniques I want to highlight. Wow. You're getting... Hold on. We got a... I think we just had two... Two at the same time? All right, let's... We just get the two just come at the same time. That was weird. All right, Guy Incognito donated five dollars and thirty-seven cents. Says, "Love your channel." Search face mask manufacturing in India on YouTube. Exactly, exactly. All right, that's that's what we'll look at next, right? But anyways, what I was saying is, we've got these teachers telling telling children in the schools that if they go home and they touch their grandma, if they go visit grandma and grandpa, they're gonna kill. They're gonna kill them. You're gonna kill all the old people if you touch them. Well, if you breathe. Yeah, and it, the point uh, of, um, of what I'm saying is this is freaking child abuse. To terrorize children about invisible germs and bugs that are everywhere, and they're just lurking around, and they're going to kill everybody. This is total mind control. Um, and a friend of mine from Greece was telling me that the children were misunderstanding the lessons that they were being given, and they actually were freaking out. Several of them were so scared, they actually thought there were invisible bugs. Like they were looking at their hands and stuff. They, they believe that there was invisible bugs on them, right? They get little, little itches. You know, you feel like a little itch on your head or something. It's, ah, it's a bug. Ah, there's everywhere. Ah, it's everywhere. And it's, it's madness. It's madness. They're programming these children with mental illness. So have you guys seen the conditions? How they make masks? 3M and some of these major companies, this is where they're coming from. 
Wear your masks, little boys. Wear the masks, little girls. This is how you can be happy and healthy and save the world. Wear your masks, boys and girls. Wear your masks. There you go. Wear your masks. Here's another Wearing a mask is sexy. Wearing a mask is hot. Wearing a mask makes your butt look better than doing a million squats. Wearing a mask is cute. Wearing a mask is cool. Wearing a mask is for people who did above average in school. Oh. I can't mask the feeling when you are wearing a mask. What turns me on is listening to scientific facts. A mask is the accessory to turn a six into a ten. Cause stopping viral spread makes me spread my legs. Amen. Look how flexible I am. Wearing a mask is easy. Sickest way to knock it sick. I heard people who don't wear masks have the tiniest little amount of respect for people who might be immunocompromised or older or vulnerable. And also, it's not hard. Catwoman, hot in a mask. Zorro, hot in a mask. Batman, rich in a mask. The guy from the Phantom of the Opera, sure. And all the doctors around the world, 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 world. world. So where I got my D levels tested once. Uh, before I supplemented, and I had the D levels of an institutionalized elder. <laughs> like these people who are like in nursing yeah. homes. I'm still waiting for my new notifications to come through. I'm only hearing the old ones. I'm excited to hear some of the new ones. I think there's just two, two or three. Uh, Jer Bear donated 10 bucks. What's up, Jer Bear? Says, uh, What will be the long term effects of indoctrinating a generation of paranoid schizophrenics? It really bothers me the effects on kids this could be having. That is why it is a duty to resist compliance. Absolutely. I mean, it, this is this is straight up child abuse, straight up child abuse. But at least, I mean, this was obviously not made for children. I mean, this this guy uh, shouldn't be anywhere near children. Him and his uh, him and his partner should be nowhere near children. But whoo we we D levels tested once. Uh, before I supplemented, and I had the D levels of an institutionalized elder. Like these people who are like in nursing yeah. homes. Wow. Institutionalized elder, huh? Thank you very much, Dr. Gregor. I appreciate that one. Um, all right, we got another Delbridge donated five bucks. Hello, Tristan. God bless you and your family. Furthermore, I think the fly on Pence's head may have an occultist meaning. Perhaps I'm taking it too far. Yeah, I mean, uh, remember when the fly on Obama's mouth? Remember that one? The fly landed on his mouth for a long period of time. Let's find fly Obama mouth. Let's find the clip. The Wilkes family had high quality insurance through the high tech company that Nathan helped to found. But when that insurer saw Thomas's claims, it began jacking up premiums for all of Nathan's employees and their families. Was on the policy. Because. Keeps laying on his lip. Get out of here. You've seen me grab one of those before. So, uh, as uh, Nathan's family neared their lifetime limit. My dreams, my childhood. So, anyways, yeah, the, there, I, I don't know what it is. As far as uh, some sort of occult meaning, I don't think so. I think there's, there's a fly that landed on his head. Um, I don't know. What are, you, what are you saying? I'm not sure what you're getting at there. Could it be like a... Is it, is it a, a, a DARPA flybot? 
Is it a, a DARPA fly drone? <laughs> I don't think so. I think we're just looking at a fly. But it is what it is. I think the uh, I think all these a lot of these politicians are essentially walking corpses and uh, and completely willing to sell out their countries, their families. Uh, but I don't know. I'm, I don't really have an op- opinion either way on Pence. I don't despise Pence. Pence has done some things to Ecuador where we live uh, that I think are um, uh, pretty damn sketchy. He seems to uh, be surrounded by all these neocon types as well, but I don't know. I don't know. It's not, it's not as disgusting as Obama, that's for sure. DB donated five bucks. Says, look like I joined the stream at the right moment. That's right, DB. It's always the right moment. I uh, appreciate that. Thank you guys for the support. Um, hopefully we get, we got to get some of the, uh, there's a few notifications. I'm, I'm just waiting for them to pop up because I don't know if they're, I'm hoping they're working. I'll turn off some of the other notifications. And that'll make it more likely that some of these will pop up. Um, oh, nice. There we go. Oh, here we go. That's why. For some reason on the back end of, uh, of Streamlabs, sometimes they change the settings or they just don't get saved properly. Save. All right, that one's ready. I'll make sure that we get some of these new. There we go. Randomly and frequently. That's right. Randomly and frequently for each one of these. Some of these are just some of the, some of the usual characters that we feature. I know you guys will like some of these ones. <laughs> we, well, I've got. We have so much to cover, but this uh, the mass stuff is getting nuts. The mass stuff is getting freaking insane. CNN. We're headed for a faceless future as masks become the new norm. That's a big security concern, experts say. Experts! They got a picture of Nancy Pelosi's um, festering corpse with a mask with what looks like... What the hell is that? Like a bunch of tabs of acid on your mask? <laughs> she's she's repping, uh, repping San Francisco with a mask with a bunch of tabs of acid on it. London, CNN. As Western nations begin to... begin the slow crawl out of lockdown, it's increasingly clear that we're some way off Society returning to anything resembling pre-COVID life. To the surprise of many politicians, to the surprise of many politicians, are you sure? Western populations have largely obeyed instructions to remain indoors. In fact, lockdown efforts in many countries have been so effective that governments are now pondering how to gradually lift restrictions without freaking out compliant citizens. We don't want to freak out the good compliant global citizens who are shivering in a puddle of their own piss in their homes, right? Who are just shitting themselves all day. There's a fly. You get a, your job is to kill that fly. It's a big one. You'll be able to get it. It's going to come around here next. Uh, it's going to go right for your lip. <laughs> so, so we don't want to freak out the good global citizens who are hiding in their homes, right? We don't want to do something crazy like let people out of their homes, like let people take off their muzzles, says CNN. And we're going to have a faceless future. You see how they're programming you? The dehumanization. Faceless is dehumanizing. Faceless, nameless. Faceless, nameless number. This is what they want to tell you you are. They tell you you're a faceless, nameless ape. You're a soulless ape who's just here to bust nuts and pay taxes, sit down, and shut up. That's what these people want you to think you are. We obviously don't believe that, right? That's obviously not true. But they deny the truth. 
that the Western world, the modern world, has denied truth, has denied the existence of truth altogether. You know, morality is just subjective. Truth is just my truth, man. I have my truth. You have your truth, man. This is what it results in. And this is why you've been programmed with that. Because, you know why? <laughs> because it makes people spineless, thoughtless, and resistanceless. You're unable to resist anything. You will accept anything. If you believe all sorts of nonsense, like you're just a, uh, an evolved ape in a meaningless cold universe that evolved something out of nothing somehow and then turned um, rats billions of years ago into apes and then apes into humans. Now, if you believe that you're just nothing, that you're soulless, that, mean, that uh, truth is meaningless, you fall prey to this. You fall victim to this. And you'll even cheer this on. In recent days, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, says CNN, floated a way that citizens might feel comfortable emerging from isolation. Face masks. As a part of coming out of the lockdown, I do think face coverings will be useful, Johnson said at the start of this month, claiming that masks will help give the public confidence that they can go back to work. Hey, hey dipshit. People want to go back to work. There are thousands of people that have been protesting these lockdowns for months. People that want to move on with their lives. People that are not scared little cowards. People that are not brainwashed by television. But the, I, I can't believe the wording of this. It's so, it's so weaponized. It's so weaponized. Another article from CNN. There is no getting back to normal, experts say. The sooner we accept that, the better. So the experts say this, right? And just like that last year with his song saying, oh, well, we listen to the science. And if you, do, if you don't wear a mask, you got a tiny pee-pee. And you're irresponsible and you hate grandma. You better listen to the experts, guys. CNN Health. Let's hear what CNN Health has to say. I'm gonna add here. For the last nine months, the world has slowly been learning about a disease that didn't even exist a year ago. But there are still a lot of misconceptions about a disease about that the... people don't even see existing in their immediate surroundings. They hear about it on television. COVID-19. Now we know it. It affects elderly people, elderly people with heart problems. Misconception number one. Only older people are affected by this virus. I thought this was about... That's not, that has nothing to do with this. That has nothing to do with the article, CNN. They just put a random video clip of Sanjay Gupta, scientist and expert, Sanjay Gupta. Check it out. CNN style, the global view. It's all global. It's got to be global, guys. Global view. As 2020 slides into and probably infects 2021... Try to take heart in one discomfiting fact. Things are most <laughs> discomfiting. Is that even a word? Discomfiting? Discomfiting. <laughs> I don't know if that's an editorial mistake or if I just uh, if I just am not aware of this new word discomfiting. Discomforting? Discomf I don't know. Discomfiting fact. Things are most likely never going back to normal. It has become a well-worn phrase our politicians, officials, experts, even family like to lean on. An ultimate elusive prize. Perhaps it's nostalgia for the world of January, a place where daily life more closely resembled our past decades. Perhaps it's a bit 
Uh, it's a bid to show control, to revert to a time when change was not so universally imposed on us. Universally. But January is long gone, and it's not How coming back. You? And psychologists will tell you that's only bad if you can't come to terms with it. It's only bad if you can't come to terms with it. Just accept it. You just have to accept it, they say. <laughs> um, I got a super chat here. I don't know. The CNN, if you ever want to just get really annoyed, go read CNN articles. But I've had these pulled up for a few days now, and I've wanted to talk about this for a few days. If we don't push back, if people do not stand up, the, these people will keep pushing this further and further and further. The dehumanization is so ridiculously strong right now. I, I'm just, I'm dumbfounded. I'm freaking dumbfounded at the amount of people that are going along with this, the amount of people that are buying into this crap. Um, this is, uh, this is very alarming. Very, very alarming. All right, Blue North Bear, what's up, man? Blue North Bear donates five bucks through Super Chat. Says, mask usage is a great way to manipulate a population into taking the chip as means of identification. Say no to the mark. Um, well, the masks are a placeholder for what's to come, right? The masks are like this torture technique. So is social isolation. When you look at uh, just the term lockdown, that's a prison term. And they use that when the prisoners are being naughty. When the prisoners are being naughty, they need to be locked down. And the fact that all these nations have allowed this, this global coup, where everybody locked in their homes are told that they're not essential, that they're subhumans, that they're dirty little germ baskets, it's ridiculous. Right, so this is a humiliation, dehumanization ritual. And it's holding a place for the next phase, which they've already talked about things like COVID pass, right? Digital passport, your digital health passport. So you're going to have to jump through all sorts of hoops. They're, gonna, they're looking to make a globalized medical technocracy where they can control the biology of all human beings on this planet. That's what it is. That's what it is. So they keep telling you they're permanent. We are slowly learning if this year's changes are permanent, CNN. The human tendency to believe change is temporary and that the future will again resemble the past is often called normalcy bias. You guys just have normalcy bias. People who won't adapt to change believe what they remember as normal will return and delay modifying their daily routines or outlook. Those who refuse to wear masks may be guilty of normalcy bias, Davenport said. Since they perceive this intrusion into lives as a passing fad, they don't need to embrace. It's just a passing fad they don't need to embrace. CNN. Well, again, I'm bigger and stronger than you, so I won't worry too much. Ooh, calm down there, Henge. Calm down. Sid Meister's donated five bucks. What's up, dude? Sid Meister says, obligatory non-bigot donation. Well, you proved you're not a bigot. I appreciate that. So here, here's the aesthetics. Here's the, uh, the, the flu world order aesthetics. Oh, look how futuristic it is. Face, uh, fastcompany.com. Hate masks? Try this space age helmet. Instead, space age, guys. Look at how sciencey that is. Look at the science right there. And look, look at the diverse models. Look at the diverse models. There we go. I just I slayed the, the fly. Oh, no, it's almost dead. Come here, buddy. There you go. Mike, Mike Pence, I have avenged you. I have avenged you, Mike Pence. 
and Obama, Barack Obama, fear not. Hey, masks, try this space-age helmet instead. The built-in ventilation system means you can breathe easy. Ground control to Major Tom. Sanitize your hands and put your helmet on. Pandemic gear that looks straight-up celestial has come to Earth. I want to look celestial. You can see here uh, Ari Shafir. Ari Shafir's, Ari Shafir's brother wearing a... Uh, this new beautiful mask. It's called The Air by Microclimate. It's been released by Hall Labs, a YouTube-based tech, material science, and manufacturing incubator. The helmet looks like what an astronaut might wear to space. Oh, you hear that? Space? Astronauts wear these to space. You know they're safe. You know there's science because space, right? Neil deGrasse Tyson would tell you this is probably really safe. And you know it's good because it's dehumanizing and retarded. Right? Uh, the helmet looks like what an astronaut might wear to space. Washable black fabric secures it tightly around the neck and attaches to a clear acrylic half dome, which curves over the face, over the face, from the back of the head to below the chin. It's currently available for pre-order for $199 and will ship beginning in mid-October. So you guys, we're just weeks away from this amazing space age tech. I know, I know all you Zoomers. You can't wait. You can't wait to, uh, to, to start school with your new helmet, your new face mask, your new plastic head bubble. Michael Hall, the managing director of Hall Labs, first thought of the idea for a new wearable while skiing with his family, according to the microclimate spokesperson. Hall wasn't able to see his kids' faces when covered with ski masks and goggles, and the equipment got wet and cold. So he hatched an idea for this helmet, which creates a microclimate around the head. Microclimate then adapted the design when the pandemic hit, the spokesperson said. The company now positions the helmet as a safer and more comfortable way to travel. Wow. The helmet is equipped with a built-in ventilation system powered by fans. So instead of breathing air, you, they want you to – you have to buy consumer electronics to put on your head and have a little electronic ventilation system with HEPA filters to breathe. <laughs> here's, the, uh, here's the website. Microclimate.com. Yeah, I'm half your size. Uh, oh, no, wait a minute. I'm far bigger and far stronger than you. Edge, come on, be nice. Be nice, Edge. Thank you, Edge, but also be nice. We got a super chat here. That's a Streamlabs. Streamlabs is the best way to go, guys. Ian, Jared, and Sivo donates five bucks. Says it would be cool if you and Jay did a stream using diagrams or things to visualize the power structure and who the important people are at each level. Put faces to the... Illuminati. So it isn't just a vague description of the powers that be. Dude, we've done this many times. You go to the worldeconomicforum.com. Davos, man. <laughs> All right, a lot of these decisions that get passed down through the World Economic Forum. There are groups like the Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, everybody knows about Bilderberg. Um, uh, these people are right out in the open. Right? You've got so many of these banking families. Um, but anyway, you can't, you can't really do streams of such content on YouTube, you got to be kind of, you got to be a little bit slick with it. But uh, I would suggest reading, if you want to understand um, the, the power structure, a good place to start is Carol Quigley, The Anglo-American Establishment. Read this book. Read this book. So maybe, maybe Jay and I could do a stream on, uh, on this book. Jay's talked about this one many times, um, Anglo-American Establishment. This is a classic, Quigley. Definitely read that one. But yeah, man, we talk about this all the time. We talk about it all the time. 
but who really won, runs the world? It's not people that run the world. This is what a lot of people uh, don't don't understand. We're not looking at just a, a spiritual fleshly battle, right? It's not like there's just two or three people who run the world, right? There's there's strata to this. There's strata to this, and a lot of things are compartmentalized as well. Right, you've got a lot of important factions that infight for power as well. It's not like there's a unified group at the top that they just have all the same ideas and they know exactly what they want to do. There are competing factions struggling for power at the top of the shit pyramid, right? At the top of the ladder of doo-doo, there are a bunch of dorks scrambling for power and trying to one-up each other in Machiavellian machinations, you know, the game of nations. Uh, but read Brzezinski as well. Uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski, The Grand Chessboard. That's a good one. Um, of course, H.G. Wells' nonfiction books. Those are really good. we got a good reading list on our website as well. You can check out the link in the description. What's the, what's the like, URL for the reading list? Uh, I think it's just reading list. Right, just go, recommended reading. Recommended reading. Uh, it, go to our website. There's a link down in the description below. And uh, if you search recommended reading on the website, you'll find a good reading list. I appreciate that. Ian, Jared, and Sebo. Thank you very much for that super I'm chat, so man. I'm so much better now, and I'm so much bigger and stronger than you. Squeeze the system, donated five bucks. As Vice just came out with an interesting video about the Chevron oil dumping in Ecuador. Watched it this morning. Keep up the great work. Yeah, Vice is terrible, but that is true that Chevron has... Uh, this, this is how it works, man. This is how it works. Now, these transnational corporations are essentially backed up by the State Department. And you got guys like... Marco Rubio, who go down and negotiate in these Latin American countries. They have the ambassadors that do all sorts of shady stuff. And these transnational corporations that run the U.S. government, right, the real power behind the U.S. government, these transnational corporations and the investment banking system that bankrolls it. Yeah, so they pretty much have free reign in South America with no legal recourse for a lot of the destruction that goes on and... Um, it, unfortunately for a lot of these South American countries, it's so much cheaper for Chevron to just pay off some judges in courts than it is to actually clean up their mess and clean up the damage that they've done. Um, so you will see, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to get weird. Things are going to get weird in South America. Things are going to get weird all over, right? The world has been going kind of nuts, but you don't have to go with it. You don't have to go nuts with the nutty world. <laughs> All right, so we got CNN. Well, it wasn't CNN. That was, uh, was it fastcompany.com, repping these masks. The clean air masks. Look at that. Do you want to go in public, but want to make sure that you're properly dehumanized? Here's a plastic bubble for your head. Here's a plastic bubble for your little slave heads. <laughs> All right, so the masks, I don't know. I'm sick of all the masks. I'm sick of this mask shit. I'm sick of going to town and seeing so many people wearing these things. I'm so sick of people who used to shake your hand, reaching out their freaking elbow, or doing the like half-assed fist bump thing. So I just grab people's hands and open them up. Hey, remember this? Remember this? That's, those are two hands touching each other. And that's not dangerous. <laughs> you can hug people. You want to find out? Find out. Find out. You'll come at me and you'll find out how strong I am eating a plant-based diet. Okay? You'll find out. All right, Mark Passio. Calm down, dude. You know you're tough. Mark Passio. 
DB donated five bucks, says give it one more year and they'll be able to convince the population that getting lobotomized will protect them against bullshit 19. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the Neuralink thing, the Neuralink thing that, uh, that Musk has been talking about, that's coming down the line. Man, they'll be selling you on these, these ideas very soon. I mean, Elon Musk is already out there advertising it on Joe Rogan, his Neuralink. Uh, they had their, uh, what was it called? The, um, the Cyber Pigs, the Wired Up Cyber Pigs. But, you know, a lot of that stuff is coming. We'll see what happens with it. We'll see what happens with it. All right, so thank you guys for the Super Chats. I still haven't seen any of my new notifications. I don't know. Let me make sure. Just make sure that they're working. General. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just being impatient. I want to see... I got my new notifications. And it keeps hitting on the old ones. It keeps hitting the old ones. But we'll... Let's just close down a couple of the old ones. Turn a couple of these off. So we can... Out with the old and with the new. I can't get rid of the hench. Some of these hench ones are too funny. I'm not going to get rid of... Uh, hench ones can stay. The big dowdy can stay as well. Dr. Gregor's gone for now, though. Sorry, guys. Although I do really like the uh, the Dr. Gregor notifications. All right, anyways. The, uh, yeah, the notifications. The new notifications. We'll, we'll hear some of those later on if they pop up. What do we have here? We, had a, we got a new video from Phoenix Compilations. Phoenix Compilations dropping a new video. I don't even know. I don't know if I had the patience to watch this. Look, I'm wearing the same thing. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I wear this shirt like every night these days. It's just so comfortable and it's warm enough and not too warm. <laughs> I don't know if I could deal with this one. Phoenix compilations. Skateboarding teens in Hawaii. Skateboarding teens in Hawaii. Alright. We'll we'll sit through it. Let's see what let's see what Phoenix compilations. Big shout out to Phoenix compilations. He called in the other day. Phoenix compilations. He does do some really good, some really good edits. And this is we'll see if I have a, you know the, it was two hours of this and he's distilled it down to four minutes. I don't know. Let, let's see how it goes. I don't know if there's music. I'm waiting for the young virus drop. I, I, I want that young virus drop. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see, guys. Try try not to catch the cancer from uh, from Isaac here. In a debate, I think that if someone asks the question, the other party ought answer. What again? Again, why Isaac? Why why should the other party answer? Especially if it's a loaded question, and the other person wants to clarify. Like I wanted to clarify the terms you were using, like morality. Right, you're making these moral statements. We've got to get on the same footing on what morality is. Where does it come from? We've got to agree on some basic principles before we can move forward. But, no, of course, this is all lost on him. He understands his game. He can't answer any questions, right? All right, I say. Is morality. I, I understand exactly what you're asking, but you're dodging my question. <laughs> I understand exactly what you're asking, but you're dodging my question. <laughs> In order to now, answer the question, you have to get to a more fundamental level 
of um, what is morality and ethics. So exactly. Chris, so you, when you're in a debate, you can answer a question with a question. And if somebody asks you a question, you can clarify some of yes, do not like ask. Like, like there's some like, like there's these sacred rules of debate in his mind. I don't, I don't know what I don't know what kind of uh, what kind of debates this dude has watched. But it is perfectly valid to ask a question with – to answer a question with a question in a debate. And when somebody asks you a question in a debate, you are not required to answer this question, especially if it's incredibly loaded. <laughs> so all right, he, he tends to think this is, uh, this is not how it goes though. Right? A proper debate according to Isaac is he gets to ask questions that nobody else gets to say anything. It's a straight-up interrogation. And that you cannot answer a question with a question? My first question is morality is it objective or is it subjective? What is morality? Well, that, que that question I need to ask, I need to respond to by knowing what we mean by morality. The first question, if I clarify that, will make it easier. Yes. Okay, so if someone says it's wrong to, you know, murder or it's wrong to steal or whatever it is they're saying, I take that to be in some way or another an expression of what their desires are, what their preferences are. Now, do you disagree? <laughs> so, wait, so uh, uh, here's where he says, essentially, morality is just whatever you want it to be. Yeah, whatever's moral or like ethical, it's just like or it's your preference, like your preference for well-being. This is why he couldn't let it go here because it completely crumbles as soon as you ask him basic questions. Like how do you justify morality in your worldview? Is it objective or subjective? It's a, if it's subjective, then you have no place to argue. You have no place to make moral judgments. You have no place to make any moral statement at all if it's just whatever you want it to be, bro. And if it's a mind-dependent thing, morality, if it depends on you and your preferences, then what does it matter? Why should anybody go vegan? The preferences are. Because they're saying, I take that to be in some way or another an expression of what their desires are, what their preferences are. Now, do you disagree with that kind of view on morality? Yeah, that's retarded. <laughs> so, Maybe presumably, can... if someone asks a question, it ought be answered. Presumably, if someone asks a question, it ought be answered. Again, he doesn't even believe in oughts. He doesn't believe in objective morality. Why should somebody ought to answer your question? Oh, well, because I prefer. <laughs> presumably, because it makes me feel good. Unless the thing that the other person is saying in response is something that's required in order to answer the question. So I answered your question. Now, now I'm going to ask you a question now. I answered your question. I said no. Can I ask you a question? Well, it seems like you're dodging the line of questioning, Tristan. Huh? Like, why, don't you, why won't you let me run my entire argument? Why won't you do that? I'll let you ask whatever questions you want as long as I get a commitment that you will let me complete my critique without running away. After. Hey, hold on, hold on. I'll give you Hold on, hold on, hold on. Isaac, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Isaac, Isaac, hold on. Hold on. All right, Isaac. So he, another thing. Now, thank you for, uh, nobody in the chat told me that you can actually make it to where they can't unmute themselves. <laughs> but I would mute it and then he'd immediately unmute himself and start trying to talk over. Um, yeah, we figured it out now. You, when you have a guest on Zoom, you can make it to where they can't unmute themselves. But I didn't have that setting <laughs> on Zoom. And hence, the Spurgatron and the cancer that has spread. Now, the first question of the critique... Oh, Isaac, I'm, hold on. Isaac. The first question Isaac, of... Let me make... The first Isaac. Isaac. The first question... Isaac. The first Isaac. question... Isaac. <laughs> 
You're dodging, just Isaac. Like, the, you're dodging the question. Like the I mean, question I'm just, trying to like, Isaac, Isaac, I'm have to mute you. The question is, how many times do you coon per week, Isaac? <laughs> Go ahead and answer the question. How many times per week? It's just a simple number. You gonna run away like a little bitch, Tristan? If huh? you let me speak and complete my points, you get fucked in the ass. That's what happens. Please answer bitch. the question. Can I please answer the question? Well, do you know what the follow-up question is? I bet you don't. I bet you're just rambling. You want me to ask? You want me to tell you what your question is? You, so you don't know what the follow-up is. <laughs> you're, you're an idiot. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his self-talk is so funny. Like, these weird moments where he... I, <laughs> where he gets all cross-wired like this. Like, I'm supposed to know what two questions ahead... Like I, <laughs> we can't even get to your first question, dude, because you won't clear up the basic presuppositions. You won't hash out the basic presuppositions that we're trying to talk about, right? Like, wh what is morality? How do we know if something is morally right or wrong? We're gonna have to talk about these things if we're gonna have a conversation about morality. How are we gonna come to any uh, to any conclusions together if we can't even agree on the basic terms of what we're asking? I hope you put the when I ask them, it, <laughs> is truth objective or subjective? And he says, well, I mean, it depends on what you mean. Like, do you mean like is there like a mind independent truth that's out there? I say absolutely. Is, does truth exist outside of your little riddle and brain? Right? I forget how I asked him, but does, does truth exist outside of Isaac's stupid ass brain? And then he says, well, it depends on what you mean by truth. <laughs> well, 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 that depends on what you mean by the word truth. I haven't heard, heard, heard Jordan Peterson in a while. But <laughs> so um, so yeah, he, he doesn't actually believe that truth exists and he can't ground truth in his own worldview and he admits it. I hope that clips in here. I'll repeat myself. I asked, are you hiding behind the mutant? Oh, that's the best. Little bitch. Is that's that, what I asked. Is, is that your question? Look at him. He thinks he's he thinks he's just he thinks he just manned up and like he just slayed his daddy right there, right? He just like slapped his slapped his tyrant father. <laughs> just smashed the patriarchy right here. Idiot, dude, you're fucking. I'll repeat myself. I asked, Are you hiding behind the mutant, little bitch? That's what I asked. Is, is that your question? Yeah, Do I, yes, I know what a contradiction is. Okay, define it formally. Okay, <laughs> when Isaac asks a question, apparently it's debating. When I answer his question, he says it's deflecting. When I ask him a question, he says it's hiding. However, if there was a way to maximally achieve people's well-being, such that it did, uh, if the best way to, to maximize people's well-being... I just answered. Clear, I just answered. You take, uh, there's more to follow, right? You don't get to just answer one and then run for the hills like a little cowardly rat, right? <laughs> I take my dick. Listen to this speciesist bigot here. Cowardly rat. Like, what kind of speciesist statement is that? Isaac, what? Name the trait that makes it okay for you to insult a human being by calling them a rat, but not okay to insult a rat by calling them a human being. Name the trait, Isaac. 
them for the hills like a little cowardly rat, right? <laughs> I take my dick, I bend you over, oh, I just insert worst. it in that ass and just fucking smack you. Look, he, look, he, look at his face. I've answered all your questions, dude. Can I ask questions too? Can I ask questions also? You're welcome. Nope, you're welcome to. I can't ask questions. Can I ask you a question now, Isaac? No, no, no. If you think I'm, I can't ask you any questions. What is this? Your entire argument that you just if you if you if you want to ask questions, you can admit that you can't deal with the critique. Can I ask you something? Can I ask you something? Nope, not unless you want to. Can I ask you any questions at all? Nope, not until you admit that you can't address it. Okay. Are you the okay with eating the bugs? The question. Will you eat the, the bugs? Question, just a yes the or no. Question that's that, a yes question, or no question. The question that it's we're It's a simple question. Yes or no. this one for the question, I answered like seven of the questions. Will you eat the bugs? That that is that what he said? <laughs> Will you eat the bugs? Is that what he was asking him? All right, shout out to Phoenix Compilations. <laughs> we, we gave that one a like before it even got viewed. <laughs> Phoenix Compilations, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, speaking of. The spectrum. We've got CBSNews.com. Many adults with autism have a hard time finding a job, but more companies are discovering the unique skills and potential people with autism offer. Anderson Cooper reports. So this is something that, that we've been musing about for a little bit here. All right, this weaponized pop culture that seems to be pushing children towards the spectrum. All, right, all these different things from... The NSAIDs, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, these electronic devices that children are becoming addicted to, the stupid repetitive cartoons that they're shown over and over again, the dehumanizing cartoons, right? Two-dimensional, um, just faces, fake things communicating with them through the television all the time. Uh, the, the whole culture seems to be geared towards creating these stunted man-children, these stunted autistic um, spectrum surfers. And, and now we got CNN talking about how companies are actually intentionally recruiting them. Silicon Valley loves autists, right? These people like Isaac are the perfect global citizens, right? No coherence in their worldview at all, right? No real worldview at all other than just wanting, other than just desire. Oh, I, oh, I just see morality as just a desire, right? So just just unbridled worship of the passions, uh, an unbridled worship of the passions, completely disconnected from reality, um, hypersexualized in a false way, right? Just, just staring at at uh, at pornography all day. All of these things add up to show, uh, add up to uh, to create this perfect storm of. Uh, of like autism for children, so it's crazy. Let's see what Anderson Cooper has to say about uh, about this. Anderson Cooper, Anderson Cooper Vanderbilt, his name, by the way. All right, let's wait for this. I got a got an ad playing. Okay, here we go. Autism is a developmental disorder that can affect how the brain processes information. People with autism have a spectrum of abilities and disabilities. Some are unable to speak or care for themselves while others can live on their own and have unique skills like excellent memory or attention to detail. Like, yeah, see, you, <laughs> this, this is the perfect technocratic global citizen. No matter where they are on the spectrum, many adults with autism have a difficult time finding a job. Even making it past their first interview can be challenging. But that may be starting to change 
As we found out, more companies are discovering the potential of people with autism, and some are now actively recruiting for talent on the spectrum. The story will continue in a moment. I don't know, Anderson Cooper's on 60 Minutes now, that's funny. All right, I don't know how many ads they're gonna run. Let's see if we can... All right, and then just head on over here. Doing a television interview can be nerve-wracking for anyone, but for people with autism, it's potentially overwhelming. The cameras, lights, microphones, not to mention having to shake hands with a stranger. But last winter, before the pandemic, five adults on the autism spectrum agreed to talk with us about their struggles finding work. I was unemployed for three years. I just kept receiving one rejection after the other. Eric Rowland has a bachelor's degree in sociology. How many jobs do you think you applied for? Countless. I can't even count. About hundreds. How did that feel to, to get so many rejections? Well, I, I felt useless. I felt, I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere with life. Brian Evans and Philip Mitchell were diagnosed with autism as young children. Sarah Kleich and Brennan Novak, not until high school. How does being a person with autism make you different than a person who doesn't have autism? Do you see differences? Oh yes, I do see differences from person to person. With me, for example, I'm good with numbers, I'm good with mathematics. Differences in communication are pretty common from what I've seen, like, especially with like nonverbal communication, like body language and stuff. What would you like people to understand about? I'm feeling good as hell about this the, the ability to like communicate there we go. Finally, we get some of the new. Finally, we get some of the new ones. We can turn the volume up on that one. Let's see. I wonder if it'll show. It'll do the same one. Let's see if I can turn the volume up on that. Thank you, Keto Fast Prime. Sent five bucks, and we one of the new notifications did work. But we gotta make it. Here, let's pull that volume up a little bit. Okay, now let's see if this works better. I'm feeling good as hell about this dog. I feel like little Wayne with his scissor. There you go. There you go. All right, Fast Keto Prime. Appreciate that, man. Send five bucks. Guys, check out Fast Keto Prime's channel. He's got a channel on YouTube as well. Um, <laughs> speaking of the spectrum, thank you, Stevie Janowski. Uh, all right, so yeah, CNN, and then, of course, the World Economic Forum. Davos says, Here why, here's why neurodiversity is so important at work. Participation rates of people with autism in the workplace are low, at 32% in the UK and 38% in Australia. Selection processes often emphasize eye contact and small talk, which can lead to employers missing out on autistic candidates. See, they don't want people in their future technocracy that will even make eye contact or have small talk or have ideas of their own. They don't want that at all. They don't want social people. Why do you think they have you locked in your homes? They're training us to be locked in our homes to only communicate through electronic devices. Right? The, the autist is, is the perfect global citizen for these folks. They're typically logical thinkers, curious, evidence-based decision makers, tenacious, persistent at solving problems, and focused. So why are they so invisible in the workforce? So Davos talking about we need more autists in the workforce. We need more autists. Well, what are some of the things that are possibly implicated 
in autism, some of the possible side effects of autism, or even some of the perhaps contributing factors to these neurological symptoms. Anybody who's experienced an autoimmune condition, serious digestive health issues, knows that the side effects of this, the side effects of poor gut health, are very similar to autism. Now, these side effects, the side effects of poor gut health will make you feel like crap, will make it more difficult to formulate thoughts, will make it more difficult for you to communicate with people. And a lot of these children with autism have food sensitivities. Right? Now, they, a lot of them get food selectivity. Right? They get obsessed with selectivity, right? And you see kids like, uh, you know, ask yourself, this is his vegan obsession. You know, that's something that in like super highly autistic children, they can be very picky about their foods. You know, they might only want to eat a narrow variety of foods. Now, why might that be? Could they be dealing with some sensitivities? Are these children who have been damaged by certain injectable, happy, healthy medicine shots, it's been shown that they have damage to their gut, which affects their perception, which affects their brain. Remember, the gut and the brain are intimately connected. But there could be nutrient deficiencies that are playing into this as well. Vitamin deficiencies, especially vitamin D, calcium, B vitamin deficiencies. Now, where are you going to get these? Where are you getting calcium, vitamin D? Bioavailable B vitamins like vitamin B12. Guess what? You get that from animal foods. You get that from meat. The most bioavailable foods that are the most easily digested are meats. I can't tell you how many parents I've spoken to who've helped their children who are either damaged from the happy, healthy, soon to be tried to make mandatory medicine shots or who've had children that have had serious gut issues and autism from other factors perhaps who've used nutritional interventions to improve their behavior, to improve their... Uh, their ability to be verbal, their ability to be social immensely. And so these dietary choices can play a huge part. And so all this veganism stuff getting pushed on us with the autism rates going crazy, going crazy these days, maybe diet has something to do with it. Nutri nutritional deficiencies and overweight prevalence among children with autism spectrum disorders, a study ScienceDirect.com. Children with ASD present feeding difficulties which affect nutritional status and growth indices. Average intake in this population does not consistently reflect the nutritional risk. Um, total nutrition and its components should be thoroughly evaluated in ASD children. And so many of them, due to their super selective diets, they don't want to eat a lot of foods, but also perhaps due to gut issues, Remember, there are bacteria that manufacture B vitamins. Folate is a bacteria that can be manufactured in your gut by certain gut bacteria. For kids with autism, supplements often result in nutrient imbalances. In largest study of its kind, Autism Speaks, ATN researchers find two high levels of some vitamins and minerals, not enough of others. So what do you think this massive experiment of making all these people think that a vegan diet is going to be so good for the health it's going to do to the autism rates. What do you think this is going to do to children 
once enough of these dummies convince their friends and families that this is a great idea to put your children on a vegan and vegetarian diet. I will tell you that in my life, in our direct circles, we've seen many people who tried to raise their children without animal foods and experienced all of them, experienced the same issues, developmental issues, teeth falling apart, dental issues, behavioral issues that seem to put them on the spectrum. So micronutrient deficiencies could be playing a role in this. Another thing, acetaminophen. All these non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, guess what they do? They destroy your gut. The acetaminophen is not very good for your liver either, but it definitely affects the gut in powerful ways, and some of the ways that it affects the gut. It affects the gut in a way that it affects the brain, and it affects the part of the brain that is responsible for social interaction. It's responsible for empathy. So too much Tylenol, too much Advil can actually erode at your ability to be an empathetic human being. Isn't that crazy? Guess what? Electronic games also, also been shown to possibly be an unhealthy influence, right? Early electronic screen exposure and autistic-like symptoms. These kids who've been raised on screens, raised on televisions, live in broken homes, fatherless homes, many of them. Moms at work, dads at work, they get raised by the state, they get raised by television, now they get raised by YouTube. And that actually decreases GABA, which is a soothing neurotransmitter. It's an inhibitory neurotransmitter rather than excitatory neurotransmitters. So GABA is very soothing, helps to relax you, helps you to feel calm and at ease. They're finding that these children who are exposed to screens at a young age having decreased production of GABA. There's another one. Researchers study link between electronic devices and autism. It's referencing that same study we just looked at. And I plugged in electronics use in youth and young adults with autism spectrum disorder. Compared to parents of individuals without autism spectrum disorder, parents of individuals with autism spectrum disorder were significantly more likely to report that electronics use was currently having a negative impact. The implications of problematic electronics use for individuals with autism spectrum disorder are discussed. So, yeah. Interesting, right? It's like many of these things that are being pushed culturally are very likely to put people on the spectrum, put more people on the spectrum. But I guess Silicon Valley will be stoked. Silicon Valley says that's okay. We can, uh, we can give you jobs. You can be programmers. You guys can help us to build our autonomous vehicle grids. So we can't be letting our children be raised by electronic devices. This is why our children have no electronic device access except when we allow it. Right? They'll watch videos every once in a while, but they're not sitting around watching movies all the time. They're not sitting around watching YouTube. They're not sitting there watching these dehumanizing cartoons all the time. And so how we raise our children is very important. I know it can be really easy to just throw the iPads at the kids, and that's the babysitter. But that has negative effects. Right? You want your kid to grow up like freaking ask yourself. Just give them unfettered access to the internet. Give them unfettered access... To, uh, to electronic devices and video games and pornography. And that's what you get. Little atheist soy demons. 
ready to follow marching orders unconsciously from their electronic devices. All right, we got... There we go. I'm done on that one. I'm done on the spectrum. No more spectrum talk. Let's, uh, we got some callers, though. We got some callers. Hey, guys, thank you for the super chats as well. Um, let me see. I haven't missed any. Not missing any super chats. Thank you guys for the support. Or these streams, these are not supported at all by YouTube. You guys are the ones who support these streams. We appreciate the support we get from you guys. Best way to support, best way to donate is via the Streamlabs link. Super chats on YouTube are all right. Streamlabs is the best way. All right, let's pull in. We got some callers. We got Maddie on the line. We got Maddie on the line. Maddie's a favorite on the show here these days. He likes to pop in. I'd like to hear what Maddie's got to say about, about all this spectrum business. Let me pull open. There we go. There we go. Maddie, Maddie, Maddie. What's up, dude? What's up? Good to have you here, man. Dude, I had a whole presentation here ready for you. Like I had my my uh, my Chick Fil A sandwich, then my second Chick Fil A sandwich, and my fries. Mm-hmm. Going to make a whole anti-vegan little Chick Fil A presentation. And I spilled my Powerade over the floor and ruined everything. So things didn't go as planned. <laughs> man, you should be drinking water. I could, I, would, I would drink of that Powerade. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been trying to drink so much water. I mean, it's zero sugar if that helps anything. But that's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah the Powerades they, they they taste all right. What flavor? What flavor yeah. Powerade do you go for? It's the blue one. The blue Powerade. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's like the standard. Have from you, where I'm from, anyway. Yeah, it's funny. The you know we we're just talking about the uh, autism and a lot of these things that affect it, and uh, red food coloring. Red food coloring is something that has been associated with behavioral disorders and autism spectrum-like <laughs> symptoms of kids. So stay away from the red Powerade, children. Just the red. Well, Not I don't, the yellow or the green or any of that. I mean, when I was when I was a kid, there were, the rumor was that yellow five would make would make your wiener small, <laughs> and that's the the food coloring that they use in like Mountain Dew and stuff is yellow five. <laughs> so everyone used to say like, hey, if you drink Mountain Dew, you're gonna make your wiener small. Um, uh, two, no, uh, I heard. Two, I heard um, uh, and uh, so it's, it's all about pelvic blood flow. You get inadequate clitoral no. engorgement. Um, uh, which, um, um, a, uh, a lubricant can be useful. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dr. Graham. I heard, I heard, uh, Mountain Dew kills your sperm or something. And then I heard that, like, if you eat a bunch of asparagus, you'll pee green. That's what I was told as a kid. So I tried to eat so much asparagus and then I never green came out. And Nothing. then this kid in my elementary school was like, you know, your parents are lying to you, right? And then I went home and was like really pissed at them. And I never ate asparagus for years after that. I went on a food strike of asparagus. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about this, uh, this, all this weirdness that I was just talking about, right? The, why, like CNN talking about how uh, we're going to have more autistic people in the workplace, World Economic Forum talking about neurodiversity, and it's so important. We need more autists in the workplace. No, we need less autists in general. Like, and, I'm not, and I'm not like a pro-abortion for autists, but... What do, you, what do you think about making it, like, illegal to have children if you're Down syndrome? Like, <laughs> well, that's like the, you eugenic, yeah, that? yeah, the eugenics laws in California and much of the U.S. in the early, uh, like, 1920s. Uh, thousands of people, I think hundreds of thousands of people in California were sterilized by the state. Um, this happened all across the, uh, the United States. People were forcibly sterilized. But the issue is 
the the state just starts declaring people like invalids and just says, okay, you know, you're this person has this disorder. Like Matt, Maddie clearly has oppositional defiance disorder. So we're gonna have to give him the snip snip. We're gonna have to give him a vasectomy. Yeah, I see how that could be a problem. Yeah, but I'm not so. like I'm. I'm definitely not pro aborting them, because like there's a lot of people out there who say like we should abort people who have Down syndrome or babies with Down syndrome or something. Do Down syndrome people like Down syndrome like Down syndrome very different from abort uh, from uh, abor- uh, what's it called uh, um, from Isaac? I'm sorry, uh, autism. Uh, but Down syndrome <laughs> from Isaac. Down, Down syndrome like do Down syndrome people are uh, I don't know. I've, I've known some really cool uh, people with Down syndrome. Mostly males. I don't. I, but like, I, they're largely happy with their lives. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure Down syndrome people in general are happier with their lives than the the average vegan. human. Yeah, the average vegan. Um, it's uh, like over 95 percent or 97 percent are happy with themselves and like the way they look and yeah. stuff like that. And they're really so, they're uh, they got they got strength and they have they have a sense of humor as well. Um, whereas yeah. a lot of these a lot of people have been. Uh, kind of like highly autistic, which I, I got autistic folks in my family. I got friends who are autistic, um, but we shouldn't. We definitely, I definitely think the encouragement of autism through, like, I mean, giving electronic devices as kids, uh, these nutrient deficient diets. Um, I don't know. There, there are a lot of cultural factors that seem to be creating the situation for, for just an explosion of this stuff. But yeah, I don't, I don't think like you. I don't think I'm not like you. I don't want to sterilize them and abort them all. Yeah, I mean, I got, you, you make you make a good point. I don't know. I mean, they're down center people can like brighten your day. So like, they're not useless. Like, I know they can't do like stuff, but that's the <laughs> argument I've heard. People were like, "Oh, down syndrome are useless, and they're just a burden on society." It's like not really. That's funny. But Anybody? Whatever. Yeah, people who say that. I don't know. This whole thing of like, let's decide who's essential and non-essential. It's a that's a slippery slope, man. There's a lot of this genocidal rhetoric going on right now. That's true. Um, I agree. Yeah, I agree. You make it. You make a good point. Maybe we shouldn't sterilize them. <laughs> sterilize them. I take that. I take that back. Eugenicist, Maddie. Wait, Tristan. If I send you a uh, a tweet with a video, would you be able to play that for your stream? Yeah. I yeah. just saw a hilarious tweet. Okay, it's not. It's not like inappropriate. Too bad, anyway. Well, I, I assume it's, I assume it's YouTube you safe. I assume it'll be YouTube safe. Let's see. We got another call. Let's pull in someone else too, and we'll watch it. We've got two more people in the in the waiting room. Let me just, yeah, make sure you guys got video. If you guys are popping in, make sure you turn the video on. All right, I DM'd it to you. Cool. Awesome, Frage, what's up? Where's your video at? We're pulling in, pulling in Hello? someone else here. Hey, Asa Fresh, what's up? Hey, if you want to talk, you better turn your video on, or I'll kick you. If you're gonna if you're gonna pop in here, you gotta put your video on. You're getting kicked out. Your audio connected for a second there. But you gotta turn your camera on. You're getting booted. No? No? You don't want to get booed? How long has he been in the waiting room? I don't know. A few minutes. It says connecting to audio. All right, guys. We're, t- we're taking calls today. We'll-, we'll see if this guest can turn his audio on. I'm going to mute. So I'm sorry if this stream was super 
Oh, cool. Yeah. Hey, uh, put put the uh, put your camera on though, because we, we we don't take uh, we don't take calls unless someone unless you put the video on. You don't have to put it on yourself. If you, if you think you're uh, if you're ashamed of your, your face or something. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not. I just don't like to have good lighting. Okay. Well, how's it going, man? Uh, good. Uh, I, I have a comment. If that's all right. Go ahead. Uh, so. When you were doing the debate with Isaac, like yeah. he, I think you should have just simply asked him to define you in the question. What do you mean? That, de- what do you mean define you? Question. What do you mean? Like def- yeah, to define when he says what allows you to kill animals, uh, what trait is there? You should have just asked him what you mean, because <laughs> there's so many presuppositions and fundamental assumptions within that, and he can't justify that as an atheist because there is no yeah. self in atheists. Well, there's no self, there's no morality, there's no right or wrong. You don't have to put your video so, on, by the way. You, you can stay with that video. I know you're not going to spurg out. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm in the, the Orthodox server. So. Yeah, you're, you're a real person. You're not... Oh, you're in the Jay Dyer server. Yeah, that, I, I really like him a lot. Yeah, he's, he's, he's quite cool guy. Fun. Also, uh, uh, Tristan, I had a, a debate with lifting vegan logic and DMs. DMs. <laughs> yeah, DMs. I sent it to you on uh, on. I sent you some screenshots on Instagram, but you never replied. But uh, oh, it's probably in the back end. You know, if if, uh, if you send it to me on Discord, that might be better. Okay, because um, I get a lot of DMs on Instagram, and a lot of them go to the like. There's another folder where it's like people that I don't know, and it's just there's so many. I can't sometimes I can't crawl through it. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I didn't see it. What happened? How did that go? <laughs> So he uh, tried to assert that I could not truly know anything, like a retard uh, asserting solipsism. And so I asked him to justify his belief or assertion that my worldview has fundamental assumptions, and he couldn't do it, and it was so retarded. But then he was asserting that he knew that I wasn't sure of anything. So he's sure that I'm not sure of anything when he's not sure he exists or I exist or the word sure has meaning. Yeah, but... He, but he he will he'll strut away like a freaking rooster just go, 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 like he won that's he thinks he won it's, it's so strange i thought these were vegans who wanted to convince us to be vegan and save the animals why are they so obsessed with debunking god why are they so obsessed yeah. with proving that god doesn't exist i thought this was for the animals vegans and and you know it's funny Wait. he he still hasn't called in to actually debate me. He's so obsessed. He's put like five videos out about me. And the one video that I watched, in the end of it, he said just what you just said. He said, or no, maybe it wasn't the video. It was, uh, I think it was in DMs as well. He said, how do you know that you know anything? How do we know that we're not just in a matrix and this is an all just illusion? I was like, okay, well, you just, you're going to deny all knowledge and then try and debate? You're going to deny that anybody has access to knowledge, including yourself, and then try to debate. That's it's it's it's. A, I can't believe that these people believe, think that this is a uh, a legitimate route. I I cannot. I'm dumbfounded. And, and how people still think name the trait is valid, like simply to debunk their argument. Their claim is that they can reduce any worldview to a contradiction or to absurdity. That's not true. Just choose a metaphysical trait. <laughs> Just choose a trait that you know. Anything like I'll refer to something in the Bible like Numbers twenty two twenty five, mm-hmm. where the uh, donkey sees the angel of the Lord, but Bilal does not. So the human being does not see the angel of the Lord, but the animal does. That's a fundamental difference. That is not physical. 
they want you to give them a physical trait you give them a non-physical trait and then they'll try to deny metaphysics using metaphysical concepts like logic and reason which require metaphysics to exist and that's why the reason he the reason ask yourself is so broken from this nobody has ever challenged him on that and he didn't he's only debated atheists up until jay and i had that debate with him and that was the first time that somebody really dismantled the argument. And it's been two years of him stewing in his room since then. And you could see when he came on the giddy, like, freakish, like, demonic laughter that he had just giggling up inside of him. He was so excited. But, but it was like they, it, he was so excited for nothing. Like, what are you even excited for? What are you excited for? He thought he was going to debunk God, but all he did was go in circles a bunch of times and fail to, to answer any questions and showed how disingenuous he was. Now, I apologize to everybody who I, I made you sit through that for two hours, um, but it's, to me, it's just – it's amazing that these people will just – will keep going. Right. I'm sure he, maybe he'll call in tonight. I'm, <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt if, if, if he's in there right now. Let's see. No, he's not, he's not in there waiting right now, but I am – I'm sure he'll pop in at some point. I would love that. He called me a he called me a weirdo. What was it like a splurgy weirdo or something? And then uh, and then I went and argued with him in his Discord, and then that was basically it. But yeah, I don't. They definitely are going for like the God problem or whatever because they they have to recognize like the the morality issue behind like the whole thing otherwise they wouldn't they wouldn't necessarily single out people who believe in god and uh, on with ask yourself being obsessed with jay did you see when he and t jump uh, did the live stream trying to debunk jay's argument on their debate wait the G- ask yourself and t jump together even jessica thinks jessica knows t jump because we watched a couple of his videos we watched t jump did you watch t jump against ryan dawson about 9 11 no <laughs> Dude, that was so good. That was so freaking good. Like, I don't know how a human being can take any of these individuals seriously. That's the scary part, dude. Look, here, here's like, I, gotta, it's, I got a comment it's right here. here. Here's one of them. Primal Edge Health, you refuse to engage in an honest discussion. Yeah, Isaac can be annoying, but he actually had points to make. And you couldn't either follow or understand his statements. No, I fully understood his statements, you stupid Spurgs. They were loaded. He was trying to load up questions, and he was trying to define my position for me. He was. <laughs> it's, what was his final his final thing where he believed that he totally he kept saying, um, "What what is the contradiction? Define what, what is the contradiction that if what was it? How did he word it? He worded it in the most retarded way." Where it was like, if you even answer this question, he's going to feel like he wins. He said something like, what's the contradiction? It like a, what's the contradiction? God is a necessary being. Well, first he said that. Is God, contradiction or something. Yeah, well, he said, is God a necessary being? But he was trying to do this in like this. He, in his mind, he was trying to set up like a formal logic trap. Like it, it's – but he said, he said um, what's the contradiction that if God didn't exist – what, what contradiction would be entailed if God did not exist? What's the contradiction? What's the contradiction? And it's like that's not even – you can't even answer that question. You, how can we fathom a reality in which God does not exist? Yeah, just, God who created so all of this. So he, imagine this hypothetical reality where God doesn't exist. Is it a contradiction that God doesn't exist in a hypothetical reality? It's like this, this is where these Spurgs always want to go. They go into hypotheticals. 
they go into just uh, just imaginary uh, musings that they make up in their mind and false, just completely false um, uh, realities that they invent. Hypothetical fake realities, and they want you to, to talk about that. Let's debate these hypothetical realities that don't even exist. Yeah, the, they have to be so disingenuous to the point where it's like, I don't know how no one else sees it. You, you have to be autistic not to see it. You have to be. There's no other way. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 uh, there's a lot of spectrum, a lot of spectrum surfing going on in the, uh, the Ask Yourself community. Here, here's one of the, let me see. There's a, I was reading that, the, that comment from that Spurg, um, Jacob Silvanus, but there's, here's another one. Feast for Freedom. No, wait. This is actually, this is actually a good assessment. And she, this woman actually lays it all out. This is how I see it. Here we go. I'll quote her. I agree. Let's see. I don't know if I agree with everything, but I remember reading this and thinking that's, that's pretty right on. I pinned it. She says, Isaac Kant won't rephrase the question about contradiction because he doesn't understand it. He doesn't understand it because he simply cannot reword it. Or he refuses to rephrase it because if he did, you'd figure out that his point has nothing to do with veganism or very little, which is – I obviously knew that. I was just trying – like wh where are you going with this, right? This is what I'm at. The whole time, like where, what's your argument, dude? Like you're trying to disprove God? He's like, no, 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 no. I just – let me run the critique. Let me run the critique. Uh, she says, you'd figure that his point has nothing to do with veganism or very little and is solely to prove God doesn't exist. He has picked up a phrase from atheists he likes, and since he's an atheist, and the person he got it from is also, he thinks the phrase is gospel. Isn't that hilarious? And proves God doesn't exist, or doesn't exist like he imagines you believe him to be. He wants to straw man. He doesn't just want to straw man his opponent. He wants to straw man God and build up a fake image of God and then tear it down and say, look, I don't need God because my false premise on what I believe God is is not real. Therefore, I'm you know the I'm the ultimate arbiter of truth and morality. Um, uh, he thinks all God-believing people automatically are holding contradictory beliefs, such as what exists in different religions. Atheists have a weird belief that all believers are aware of all the contradictions that exist between all religions. His point isn't promoting veganism. His point is pushing atheism. If he can prove atheism, he probably has some path in his head that will prove veganism. Exactly. And this, and this is what I said from the beginning. This is why he's so upset. This is the first time he's had his metaphysical presuppositions actually questioned. This is the only argument that can tear down this stupid moral relativist atheist name the trait game. You have to take – you have to give a metaphysical answer and then critique their worldview that denies metaphysics while using metaphysics to deny metaphysics, right? So she says if you can prove, athe prove atheism, he probably has some path in his head that will prove veganism. Now I can see why he's been hounding you and Jay, your modern-day believers, speaking to regular people in modern language. You threaten his existence simply by you existing. He's another one of these strange new breed of people who wants everything to be the same, control freaks, sociopaths technocrats, evil. So there you go. That, I think that's a pretty good assessment there. It's not about veganism at all. That, uh, they hate. Atheists hate Christians. Like, to some degree, they debate other religions, but they hate Christians mm. so much that it affirms our belief. Yeah. Why are you solely picking on us? Islam is almost as big as Christianity. Why are you solely focusing on Christianity? Why are you so vile and vicious towards us? Yeah, and exactly. it's because we are the truth. They deny we the truth. We are the truth. That's why I asked him, what is truth? And he goes, 
uh, well, I don't really have like a strong position on what truth is. Like this whole talk is about truth. This whole talk is about morality and truth. And you're going to deny truth. I'm so much better now. And I'm so much bigger and stronger than you. You guys still there? You still hooked up? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We got some more. It's because the, uh, the people in Islam religion or whatever, or whatever you call it. I don't know. I don't, what would you, what would you call them? Islamists? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Islamists. Muslims. 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 <laughs> okay. Muslims are uh, minorities, I guess. I remember me and, uh, me and my friend were, uh, some, semi-politically active in high school and we were in our morality class and we were talking about the differences between Christianity and Islam. And, uh, we were talking about like the way they treat women and gays and whatever. And the, the women who are like notoriously like feminist and pro-choice and stuff like that were like, well, we're not anyone to judge. And uh, it was kind of scary, their reaction to it, you know, as opposed to their reaction to being here, which is that, you know, the U.S. is full of problems and we hate women and America is out to get women. And then they're like, well, we can't judge uh, what's going on in the Middle East because who am I to talk or something like that? And I was just like, I just remember like, like not being afraid of them, but like having a fear for <laughs> the direction in which we're going with uh, that like, mindset. I think atheists are a way bigger threat to the West than Islam. I mean, a- a- atheism is, is the, is the bane of civilization. And like you see all these false religions and all these false beliefs, you know, feminism, Islam and they all merge together, even though they're completely self-contradictory. It's like they all merge together and they all create this one world thing. You know, let's be gay and Muslim. Let's be feminist and Muslim. Let's be Hindu and pagan all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this this whole one world religion thing too. I mean, it's uh, essentially just it it nullifies all religions. So this the World Council of Churches and. You know, Jay's done a good job at uh, talking about the historical roots of this and the Rockefellers funding the ecumenism movement. Um, it, it's ridiculous. I, how people can't see it, it, I don't know. Hey, we got. I'm going to pull someone else in. We got Travis over here. Hold on, guys in the audience. Hey, guys, uh, thank you guys for the super chats. Let me. I think there might be one. Let me read a couple super chats and then we'll pull in the next. We'll pull in Travis. Uh, Travis, if you got video, throw the video on. Or prove you're not a weirdo somehow. Uh, let's see, Travis, you're going to be muted for a second, though. There he is. All right. Travis, there you go. Yo, what's up, guys? You good, Travis. What's up, man? What's How up? you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, man. Good to have yes, you. Yes, sir. Chilling. Nice, man. What are, you, uh, what are you up to today? What's going on in your world? Yo. Oh, that lag. A little bit of lag. I'm in Australia right now. Hold on. Let me mute the live stream. Okay. Australia seems to be a mess right now. now I got some super Yeah, chats. All right. I just want to say thank you for uh, saying uh, voice of truth. <laughs> thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for, uh, thanks for the encouragement. Are you, uh, you're in Australia, but you're, you got like, oh, a, sure. you got an sure. Ameri- you have an American accent, right? 
Yeah, I'm from New York. I moved to Australia in December, um, just on the working holiday visa with my girlfriend. Man. And I started out in Melbourne. I was working in Melbourne for about six months. Yeah. And then I think it was March 26th when this totally real pandemic broke out. <laughs> and um, Are you okay? The just totally you okay? changed, you know, have for you caught safety. It? Have you caught had to really? have everyone quit their jobs. Mandatory unemployment, right? It's the only way we can keep safe. Dude, Australia is crazy, right? Like, the, the government there is just going nuts so, with this. Yeah, it's really, so it's really strange so in Melbourne. Um, I was working as a baker in the CBD. You. And I would work nights, uh, five nights a week. And I remember I would bike everywhere, too, because I got a bike really cheap at this place called Series. And it was like after they in the news where they really like said Australia is now affected. Hold on. Let me, let me move real quick. I think my Wi-Fi is messed up a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. It sounded all right. You just, you just broke up right before you said the news, right, but so, I, I think we caught everything you said. Keep going, man. We can hear you. All right, cool. So, so first before the, before the news media flip got switched, it was a giant festival on the river for three days called Moomba festival. And everybody was there with all their friends and family and everything. They had giant firework displays. Uh, it was like a giant celebration. And then two days later, they, they throw the switch saying you could only go outside with one person. And now it's like all you see outside is just groups of like 10 or 12 police mobbing the streets on like every block. They would, they would have a, a squad car in the middle of the block with like six of them. And then a mob walking down the street that would split off, go down an alley, join another group, go down another alley. And the only people I saw out at night were like uh, food delivery people on bikes and and police. It was really strange. Wow. So, yeah, I'm on the working holiday visa in Australia, you have to do 88 days of farm work or some kind of specified labor yeah. for extending the visa. So I decided to go up north to Queensland to get out of Victoria because I knew that that shutdown was never going to end, you know? Well, Victoria is the hardest, the hardest hit province, right? Isn't that the biggest, like the hardest lockdown is Victoria? Yeah, but the thing is, when it started out, it was that New South Wales and Sydney was the hardest hit. And then they changed it to being, to being Melbourne afterwards. But this is like months after it all started, you know? Yeah. And then they came through with the second lockdown after people had already been told they can't go outside with more than one person for like a month and a half. And everybody's on the dole, you know, everybody's getting that universal basic income. Uh-huh. Is that already rolled out there? You guys got that UBI? You guys working on that UBI over there? Um, out, I mean, it pretty much is. It's called Job Seeker here. And I don't, I'm not on any type of welfare. I've been working hard, you know. Yeah. Um, but... But the Australians, for the most part, they get, I think, 1400 bucks every two weeks. Whoa. And that's, that's if you had a job and, like, you lost it due to this completely real uh, global event, this global exercise going on. Yeah, this real, and, totally um, real, not made up. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. It's crazy to see. It really is. And it's also, it makes me think about what you say about how they're pushing the agenda with uh, trying to make it so, like, everybody has the, the Mick monoculture diet. 
mm-hmm. and it reminds me of of uh, something Bill Cooper said. I think back in the '90s, before he passed, he says something about how the 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 mystery schools are planning to make it so that man is a vegetarian, like in the Garden of Eden, something like that. Oh wow! No, no I, I listen to a lot of Bill Cooper, like in the mid two thousands, like the the Hour of the Times. This is the Hour of the Times. Yeah. I didn't hear that one, man. That that's way ahead of its time because this wasn't very obvious to a lot of people until until recently. Yeah, I forget what episode it was in, but I remember him saying. He was reading, he was quoting something, and he was saying that their plan is, is for man to be like in the Garden of Eden where he would only eat plants. Mm-hmm. And it just really uh, reminds me of a lot of what's going on now. It's kind of crazy to see. Mm-hmm. And also how in the news they're saying that like all the meat processing plants are where COVID is breaking out. Yes, yeah, everything, and, it um, breaks out everywhere. Was big in Australia. Everywhere that we need to like feed ourselves or... You know, any anything that people enjoy doing, that's too dangerous now, right? Like eating good food, going to restaurants, getting together in groups. That's that's too dangerous now. Yeah, shit is super strange. Uh, How's your? I also um, wanted. Oh, yeah, also, ahead. I want to say that. Hold on. So, uh, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh, I hear um, you, man. I'm it's all good, man. I'm listening. All right. Uh, I wanted to also bring up uh, when you're talking. I just want to say that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I go. Go go. Okay. Okay. I'll just go. I wanted to. Wait. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> you know. I just. I just want to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> but uh, I wanted to uh, bring up uh, the fact because you were bringing up uh, the studies about nutritional deficiencies and autism. B12 deficiency and B3 deficiency are highly associated with schizophrenia and mm. bipolar disorder. There's a bunch of studies on it. Yep. Tons of nutritional deficiencies, especially with meat-specific nutrients found in mental disorders across the board. And cholesterol. Low cholesterol associated with higher all-cause mortality, right? Earlier death. Low cholesterol associated with uh, risk-seeking and violent behavior because you're freaking starving. Right? Low cholesterol is associated with psychosis, risky behavior, murders, and suicide as well. So, but no, this is good for you. You got to just stop eating meat, eat the Beyond Burgers, eat the, like the mass-produced industrial kibble, and that's going to make you yeah. like healthy and you'll feel good. That's activism, eat, right? Buy the Beyond Burger at McDonald's, the, and that's activism. Yeah, eat the the processed grass seed that's been sprayed with chemicals and highly modified from its normal state. <laughs> yeah, because meat is really mean. Yeah. Meat's There's so like racist. tons of studies associating gluten intake and uh, autoimmune diabetes in children as well. Mm. Well, and a lot of the strains of wheat that we're using now, it's like they're kind of, uh, they're a little bit more novel to our digestive system as well. A lot of them have been uh, selected for certain traits and you know, especially in the U.S., like the glyphosate drenched wheat. Um, a lot of people that go to Europe and the varieties of wheat, they can handle much better there. Like people go to Italy and they don't have issues. Like in France, they eat lots of wheat and they don't have an obesity epidemic like we do in the U.S. They ferment a lot too. They always make some sort of sourdough a lot of the time. Very true, right? Proper proper preparation of plant foods is very important. But with animal foods, it's, I mean, just minimal preparation required, right? Like, I mean, like, I don't know, tartar, carpaccio, something like that. It's just like, I mean, you chop, chop up some meat and put it in a bowl, right? But where, when you want to eat something like a grain, mm-hmm. 
you have to soak it, ferment it, sprout it. You have to do things to it to make it bioavailable and digestible. And that doesn't mean that all grains are bad, but we have to make sure that we're preparing our plant foods properly, especially if they contain a lot of anti-nutrients. So sometimes boiling is going to be useful. Sometimes fermentation is going to be the route to go. Um, but yeah, that's it's the food supply is so bastardized and this kind of like global McMonoculture diet that we've got uh, being pushed on us all is it's affecting us physically and mentally, but also behaviorally. And these things have been studied and a lot of the research is actually out there in the public sphere. And once you start to put the dots together, you can see why transnational corporations, international banks and whatnot would want to push these ideas and these tropes through cultures in order to control people. I mean, this is a diet, what people eat. If you can control their food supply, you can control them. Yeah, it's like so crazy when you read like nutrition and physical degeneration and whenever they ate plant foods, no matter what it is, they always had a really complicated process in which they ate and processed them. And then we come to know that these fermentation processes, they break down the bad proteins like lectins and to make it actually digestible. And like, it's like, it's just insane how vegans can even suggest that we can be healthy and eat only plants. Even though these people who have been very well studied in these books, even if they still ate large amounts of meat, if they just incorporated modern foods into their diet, extreme physical degeneration. It's yeah. ridiculous that they could even suggest that. Within one generation, right? The first generation. They're twin studying. He, he did case studies. Well, again, I'm bigger and stronger than you, so I won't worry too much. Cool. All right. So, well, Henge isn't worried, man. Henge, Henge herbivore is not worried. He's a herbivore. He's bigger and stronger than us, and uh, he's not too worried. But uh, Weston Price had specific case studies where it was brothers from the same family, one of them eating what he called the displacing foods of modern commerce, the foods of commerce, the um, these foods of degeneration, and they would be eating the canned foods, the marmalades, the imported foods, the highly processed and refined storable foods that the West was importing to their cultures. And they were eating those, and their health deteriorated rapidly. But the uh, the sibling that was eating the traditional foods, which were all no matter what culture he went to, and he was trying to find vegetarian cultures because he was convinced vegetarianism was perfectly valid, veganism was perfectly perfectly valid. You don't need meat. But he found that they all ate about seventy percent of their calories, and more. Some of them, some of them, almost hundred percent of their caloric intake, coming from animal foods, and they all preferred animal foods. All of them looked at animal foods as uh, medicinal, right, and used them for fertility purposes as well. And uh, many of them ate plant foods, but they always made sure that they prepared them properly. And that would include like fermentation uh, or um, soaking. Uh, soaking, sprouting, and some of these other methods. So the plant foods aren't inherently bad. It's just sometimes it's how you prepare them. Right? Carbohydrates are not bad, but if you're 300 pounds, you want to lose 100 pounds – you probably don't need a bunch of carbs, right? I mean, it's, these are tools to be used. We all need protein and fat. There's essential fatty acids, essential amino acids. Our body is made of cholesterol. Our brain's made of cholesterol. You go too low in cholesterol, think, uh, you're going to be more at risk think, for infections. Go ahead. I think if uh, Bart might disagree with you on uh, the, the carbohydrate thing, he, he vehemently hates them. I'm, I'm in the server. I'm quite active in it. He, he would scream at you for saying that. What, that carbohydrates are not bad? Yeah, he would scream at you. <laughs> yeah, but okay, well, then I'll ask him then, when's the last time you had carbs? And I guarantee he's had carbs within the last month. 
Like, I mean, it's, oh, they're so bad. Why you crave them all the time? Why you look? There's not carbohydrates are not. If you're if you're an athlete, if you're a high level athlete, carbohydrates are a pretty important tool. If you're an MMA athlete, uh, if you work manual labor, you can handle a lot more carbohydrates. If you're doing physical work, you're gonna you, you can eat more carbohydrates, and you might want to eat more carbohydrates. Your body makes glucose. Right? Glucose is not inherently bad. Um, now there is a lot of there is a lot of baggage that could come with them, but. Um, yeah, I love you, Bart, but I don't think the carbs are bad. I've uh, been saying that for years. I think people get a little bit too myopic when they get uh, they get so stoked on like low carb. They feel so good on keto. They don't realize like there might come a point when you're going to feel better using carbohydrates or using carbohydrates in a pulsated fashion, right? Using them before uh, workout or intra workout or post workout. Uh, they have their place, but I mean, I mean, I'm not saying Snickers bars, but like something like raw honey, um, fruit. These very easily digested, and uh, and um, you know, especially if you have children, you're going to want to feed them carbohydrates when they're growing. But if you got you got 100 pounds to lose, you don't need them. So it's just it's about context with that. For me, I'm sure. I mean, I, I could be I could be wrong. Maybe the carbs are bad. Maybe uh, yeah, you might have to do a live stream with carbs. Someone commented saying bars are open, but if you stand up, you get thrown out. That's like one of the funniest things about the whole COVID thing is like, it only transmits like up here, but like if you're sitting down, you're safe. You're good. That's one of the funniest things. Yeah. Like walking in a restaurant, walking two feet, and then you sit down and you can take it off. (laughs) All right. We got a a couple super chats here. Keto Fast Prime. Thank you, man. Or Fast Keto Prime. I always mess that up. I always mess it. I always switch those words. Fast Keto Prime, don't it's Canadian Five. He's over there in Canada. He says, "Darn, I'm trying to use Streamlabs to give you bigger cut, but it's showing Jason Swartz instead of Fast Keto Prime." Well, dude, you just get you just doxed yourself, anyways. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, wow. <laughs> you just be, be ready for a package. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. Dang, I'm trying to use Streamlabs, but it keeps saying I'm at six two two Shadow Band Drive in uh, in Ontario, California. <laughs> Uh, Mickey Tane donates five Australian through Super Chat. Says, just helping out. God bless. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Appreciate all the support from you guys. Best way to Super Chat is via the Streamlabs, of course. Um, here, let's pull in. We got we got a couple other people waiting in, waiting over here. Um, Sid Meister. Let's pull in Sid. I know Sid. We don't have to vet Sid. Sid Meister. Sid Meister. So hey, what uh, has anybody? Does anybody know what's going on with the next debate, the presidential debate? Is it canceled? Is that? Like, I haven't heard anything. Because they, I heard that. Uh, well, they, someone someone was joking, saying like that Trump should uh, Trump should challenge Kamala because that's the one that matters. Because right. Nancy was doing something with the Twenty Fifth Amendment to to make it so that uh, that Kamala could take over or something. I don't know. That was like the theory. I didn't hear anything about it being canceled what i heard i heard that they were trying to make it uh digital and try to say oh we got to do this online we can't do it in person it's too dangerous because trump's got the kufid and uh, trump was like no screw that i'm not doing that um apparently something like 120 doctors have now okayed trump to go in person i think dude they'll still say it's too it's too dangerous he's gonna i mean if it's gonna be anything like the first debate though they might as well not do it anyway no they should that was just that that awesome. that was the only that that was way better than the uh, the Pence Kamala. I want to see I want to see Trump call out Biden for all the Obamagate stuff. 
Um, he's been talking about releasing the Hillary emails. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but Trump does seem like he he wants to uh, he wants to drop some bombshells. That's the only reason I want to see it. And, and Biden's just I like I don't know Biden's kind of he's fun to watch. It's fun to watch him squirm, kind of. <laughs> he's he's uh, I, I kind of like watching him squirm. I know it's kind of cruel, but Biden Biden's weird. Someone said it's canceled for sure. That sucks. And that the last debate is on the 22nd. It's canceled for sure. Well, I guess that's, that's smart for Biden. But uh, Trump, Trump should... Uh, yeah, Trump should definitely push back on that. Sid Meister, what's up, dude? Yeah, what up, boys? Good to have you here, man. Yeah, just outside again, chilling. Tune in to the stream. Are you on East Coast time? Was it like 10 o'clock there? What time is it over there? Yeah, I lost track. 10 p.m. It's 9 o'clock here. 10.08. It's 9 o'clock here. I'm, I'm a little tired today. I almost, I almost didn't stream today, but I was like, you know what? The bigots the bigots need me. They need me. Sid, You've been doing back-to-back-to-back-to-back streams, man. It's crazy. I mean, I, maybe Last I should do... Last night was brutal. Holy cow. Because, I mean, I was streaming on my channel. You were streaming, Tristan, because it's for the debate as well. And then I came here, like, as soon as mine was over. Yeah. And then we were for, like, another two hours or so. So it was, like, four hours. I was so tired. I get zonked, man. You got to be careful. Like, I mean, especially when you're in college, it's you're young and you're strong. But you feel it, man. You feel the effects of, like, your eyes. And I get headaches if I'm on the computer too long just from, like, squinting and reading the small print. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not... It's not the best thing for us, as far as health goes. Jessica, yeah, didn't you say like yeah. with your eyes you're supposed to like for better eye health you go and like look off into you the distance? You want to find out? Nature? Find out! Find out! Mark Cassio's got the answer. Come at me and you'll find out how strong I am eating a plant-based diet. We need okay. Uh, we you'll make, find out. I should probably get uh, ask yourself Ethugin too. So have an ask yourself notification Ethugin with a. Yeah, but that's that's a good that's a good piece of advice. Like if you if you're working on a computer a lot, try to be by a window, open the window, and use your eyes to look at distant things, right? Like track an object. Like if there's somebody walking and you can see them on a mountain a mile away, follow it, right? Or watch the clouds and watch the details in the clouds. Like we our eyes are not meant to be just looking at a screen that's right up next to us all the time. We're meant to find distant. Well, again, I'm bigger and stronger than you, so I won't worry too much. Yeah. We're, we're meant to be looking off in the distance. We're meant to be looking at things up close. And we, we need to be exercising our eyes just like a muscle, right? Just like if you're, you're working out your chest, you want to work out your eyes. And there are little tiny muscles and all these capillaries. And you've got to get blood flow into different parts of the eyes. Um, or we can become like nearsighted or farsighted if we, uh, if we don't work them like that. So I think yeah, a lot of it has to do with sunlight too, absorption. Mm-hmm. Some, a weird thing that happened to me health-wise was that uh, – my my right eye started getting ever so slightly lazy like you would never notice unless i pointed it out to you mm-hmm. and then i started going out in the sun and just not necessarily sun gazing but just looking in the direction of the sun uh you know for periods of time and it went away nice nice mono c donates canadian 549 thanks a lot mano c says collins are always fun keep up the good work hey appreciate that that's really cool Somebody else. One of my eyes is far-sighted. One is near-sighted, actually. Oh, that's weird. So uh, I have like the worst prescription ever, and uh, yeah. 
I've had eye surgery twice because like my muscles are already like screwed. They've been that way since I was born. So I had my first eye surgery in kindergarten and then I had my second like two years ago. And I think I'll have to have one more just because like I hit a growth spurt right after that last surgery. So they're expecting it to move or whatever or screw up again. Well, aren't you 19 or are you 20? How old are you? Yeah. So you're, you're 19. You're in a growth spurt now. This is like your biggest growth spurt. The next like six years. It's good that you started yeah, working that, out, man. Keep working out because this is like this is a good time for you to build muscle and, and build up your bone mineral density, right? So doing things like deadlifts, bench presses, um, squats, unless your hips are messed up, then maybe like a front squat or something. Those like that. are the worst three things I hate doing in the gym. <laughs> I, do like, I try to stick to like the machines and the cables just because I hate like the like I can yeah. use like I can do like dumbbell curls or whatever, but like I hate benching, I hate squats. Why do you I hate, hate it? I don't know. I just prefer like because you have to focus so much on your form, or you could really screw yourself up. Yeah. True. Well, I know you're like you're supposed to start small for that. Yeah. If you but, had postural imbalances, I'd stray away from compound lifts and just do isolation work or uh, calisthenics and move towards right. it. Right. Like work on your push-ups and work on push-up form with like keeping your back straight and really learning how, like you know, feeling your upper chest, your lower chest, wider hands, closer hands. Do different grips on push-ups. Eventually, you're gonna get real stable in the bench press, but. Um, you don't need to bench or squat or deadlift. Like you could still build muscle and, uh, you know, even just like box jumps or something like that well, too. I think Frank's shown that too. I mean, a lot of people shit on Frank because of his workout advice, but I do the same thing as Frank. I, I don't do any compound lifts. I don't, I do the heaviest thing I do is weighted pull-ups. Well, that dude's people uh, shit on him because his form is atrocious and because he's a retard. Um, that's why people don't people <laughs> shit on Frank. Yeah, but I mean, it's hard to argue that he didn't build a pretty nice physique just doing like without doing any sort of compound lift. Yeah, it looks he looks about average. I mean, I I would say that anybody could make that physique in a couple years of working out, especially if you got muscle memory. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, don't really, a, uh, I don't I don't trust anything a, that kid says. But we got some more people in the in the waiting room. Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull in this guy. Hey, pull, this is, yeah, this is he wants to debate you on your Christian worldview. All right, cool. That's oh, fine. Yikes, Ronald. Ronaldo, que paso? Put your video on though. If you want to be in here, you gotta have video on. Hey, Ronald, how's it going, man? Hey, how are you? Good, man. Good to see you. How you doing tonight? I'm definitely doing well. How are you? Good, man. I like the I like the bunk bed. It reminds me of my uh, my my little brother. I always think I used to wipe boogers in the bottom of his bunk bed. <laughs> I like how he's so nice now, but he just asked if you were scared in chat. Oh, come on. You know, it's it's, it's internet banter. I'm taking it personal, it, man. It's, it's, totally it's banter. Yeah, it's internet okay. banter. It's all good. Okay. He seems cool. Look, he's got a smile on his face. He looks like a happy dude. It's all good, man. <laughs> Definitely. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear the uh, let's hear the debate. This is what I'm here for. Look at Maddie. Maddie wants blood. Maddie's like, fight, fight, fight. Look at this. Instigating. <laughs> What's the discussion going on right now? Oh, we're just, we're just talking about random stuff. We're talking about lifting weights and working out. Uh, Matt was saying... Oh, he... well, um, actually, I was actually um, thinking about how, um, like, starting, like, a fitness blog. Nice. And, like, starting it up on Instagram. Yeah, it's a good place and, to start. Like, like, I don't know, like, honestly, like, a lot of influencers, like, start with, like, fitness and um, they start small. But when you're starting small, like, it's kind of hard to, like, figure out, like, have an idea of what you're going towards. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure how I should go. I mean, look, that, I, I would sell say. Sell your soul, man, and you'll make it. Yeah, I think that's yeah. good advice. I think it's just, like, whatever you're into, just put it out there, man. And people, 
if people relate to it, if people enjoy it, they'll jump on board and there will be a lot of people who are annoyed by it. No matter what you do, they'll say you suck, they'll say you're pathetic, they'll say you're bald. They'll say all sorts of things. You're not bald, but if you're me, they'll say you're bald. Uh, but yeah, man, just I'd say just get started, dude. Just get going on it. Yeah, and um, definitely like because I'm training to put like play division one football next year, and um, nice man. Uh, honestly, like I'm I'm training like every single day. What but pos- what position? So what do, you, what do you guys have ideas? Like what's to keep organized? Like what are your guys' ideas well, to like keep a nice schedule? Yeah, man, and make sure like be motivated and things like that. Well. You got you got motivation with the football. What's what's up with uh, like all the COVID stuff? Is that is that making it a little bit weird? Or how's how are the athletics? Oh, actually going? no, because I have weights in my house, so it, COVID really didn't do anything. It's just like the fact of actually like seeing people. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the only thing. What are you trying to play? You trying to be like running back, or what are you gonna, what are you gonna? Um. Well, I'm 180 right now. I need to put on 20 at least, probably play a division one 20 pounds, probably or maybe like 25 actually. Okay. I want to be at 205. So you're you 17 but, um, right now? 17 or 18? I'm 18 right now. Dude, you're a monster. I'm you're 180, 18. That's awesome, man. You could put on 20 yeah. pounds easily in the next couple of years yeah. if you work at it. And um, I'd, I'd, I'd work on like – well, I want to get my clean to at least 400 pounds. Yeah. Um, My squat at least above like, at least above like 215. And yeah. then um, my deadlift uh, above like like probably like four, closer to 500 honestly because deadlift is like, like a pretty like clean movement. You yeah. know what I mean? If you're – you're doing it correctly. Yeah, and uh, so I would say, all right, so because you're young, under, obviously understanding form is super important and you don't want injuries, man. You get an injury, then it's like you could lose six months of training. And, um, and go yeah. So uh, do you ever use kettlebells? Kettlebells? Yeah. Um, actually, I don't have any. That's probably the one thing I could use, though. Get a set of kettlebells and supplement your – so when you're doing strength training, like if you're doing a bench or a deadlift, like neurologically, it's a stiff movement. Think about yeah. when, and when you're running, you're not stiff. Like you, you don't want to be stiff. When you're running, you're loose. You're pumping your arms. You like spinal. Yeah. You, everything has to be fluid. So you want to work on both. Like you got to work on the agility as well as the strength. And if you work too much on the strength and on the rigid movements, like I know my, me personally, if I'm just lifting heavy weights all the time, that's the only training I'm doing. Neurologically, I feel like. You know, like you reach to you go to reach for a pencil, and it's like you're like activating your. <laughs> it's like your lats are engaged when you're moving yeah, your arm. Yeah. It's like you don't need to be doing that. Like you, we we need fluidity and movement, and I think kettlebells are a good way of neurologically training. You're not going to build a lot of strength with kettlebells unless you're doing it in a specific way. But it's more for agility, quickness, and um, and all that. Well, so yeah, I think I think working on movement patterns because and that's really important. It's a lot more important than strength for some athletes. Um, it's just the efficiency of your movement. So, uh, don't, Definitely. don't forget about that. I would say like, you know, maybe, uh, Tim Sheaf's been doing some cool stuff lately with his rope. Um, just, you know, just weird movement with his rope and oh, just yeah. staying fluid. Yeah. You seen him? He does some cool stuff with yeah. that. I think that kind of training is, is important. And even like, I don't know if like, you know, if you skateboard or like something like that where you, you know, you gotta be quick and nimble cause you don't yeah. want to, you're gonna be 200 pounds, right? These 200 yeah. pounds dudes who feel like they're 200 pounds in their mind, they can lose. Mm-hmm. You see this in combat sports, especially like big jack dudes. Uh, they often get messed up by like skinnier, more agile guys. So you want to keep the nimbleness, yeah. keep the quickness. And uh, I think that's, that's something a lot of athletes forget. It's like being big is good, especially if you're in football, but like you got to be quick too. You got to be agile. You don't want to get injured. Definitely. 
I appreciate Kristen. the help, man. I, I have to go now, but I definitely. I'm, I'll, you guys do this like every week, or uh, I've been what doing it a lot. What happened on the Christian debate? It's all good, That's man. We'll debate I'm... another time. It's fine. Okay. Well, uh, we've got your super chat uh, earner right here. If you uh, want him to <laughs> get your super chats up, all right. <laughs> he walked in and he was like excited. He was like, "Hey, man, can I like dance or something?" <laughs> What's yeah, up? Yeah, he, he, his face lit up. He's like. Oh man, what's up, dude? What's up, Matt's uh, roommate? Matt's Matt's trying to human He's traffic. What's up. Matt's trying to oh, human right. traffic you. Did you know that? <laughs> don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. <laughs> Matt's that Matt's I'm trying to human traffic you. Ryan, come here. Look, this this kid is built. You gotta see this kid. He's uh, how old are you? Sixteen. 18. You're 18? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, he's a freshman. Never mind. Okay. So, Ryan, Look at him. You athlete? He works out twice a day. Twice, two a day? Dang, dude. Twice a day. How many Wait, times does he eat? What did you say? Six times a week. Twice a day, six times a week. <laughs> That's crazy. And his, <laughs> his twin brother's in here, too. I wonder if he Basically get more gains. Twin. I wonder if he... He's, well, he's 18. It depends on the volume of the workouts and the intensity of the workouts, but sometimes you get more gains working out less because you're recovering better. Yeah, because aren't you? Well, I know he like focuses on different groups at a time and stuff. But yeah. I know like your certain groups have to rest for a certain amount of time or whatever. In your central nervous system, right? If you bench press or squat or deadlift, that's central nervous system draining. Uh, it's very intense right. on your you just your whole CNS gets kind of uh, fried from it. Not in a bad way, but you need rest and recovery. So, but he probably he's, he might he probably knows what he's doing. He's probably not doing crazy volume and intensity every day. Look, Jordan in chat says Guatemalan stripper. They want they want the Guatemalan stripper. <laughs> uh, Jacob P says your dorm room is giving me flashbacks. Dorms are trippy, man. It's it's funny. I, I remember I'm remembering like how small the beds are. The tiny ass beds. Yeah, well, my my bed at home is the same size of the bed here. I, the so guy I'm that cool just called it, but... in, he didn't even want to debate. Uh, that was someone else. It was a different dude named Ronald wants to debate Christianity. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I, I That's what I'm saying. Like, it didn't seem like that was. It didn't seem like that was him. Maybe it's this other guy. Uh, we've got College Widow. Let's uh, College Widow. Let me just here. I'll close this first. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta screen this kind of because you never know what's gonna happen. This. We got, because that's the wrong Ronald idiot. We we've yeah, us okay. we've upset no. we've upset a few people. Uh, he left as soon as I let him in. He hung up. Okay. Ripping chat. All right, he's done. <laughs> that's my bad. I just assumed. I was wondering why he's being so nice, and he didn't correct me either. Yeah, he just kind of oh, laughed wow. at it, but he I don't know, maybe he was just confused. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this is cool. Look at all these young dudes who are like fit, trying to get fit, trying to get healthy, trying to have a good life. I like this, man. I'm telling you, Gen Z, dude. You guys, you guys are all. You guys make me wish I was born ten years later. <laughs> you guys make me wish my my parents were celibate for ten years before having me. I want to go <laughs> Would you still be? Would would it? Would you still be the same child though if your parents waited? No way. No. Like, no how does that work? If, no, it's no. Different sperm, right? Yeah. Well, no. Sperm, I mean, it's just like age. everything's different, right? I mean, there's. Yeah. You know, I mean, I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't make so many mistakes to, right? Like, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of where I'm at now because of all the everything that happened to me. You know, I, I don't think uh, it's all well, hypothetical. You, you either dwell on the mistakes or you learn from them and grow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I used to think that like when children were born, they were like waiting in heaven and then like <laughs> God like chose one of them or something and then That's a funny then, thing, uh, right? They yeah. went into the womb or something like that. Right. That's what I used to think when I was young. Well, I mean a lot of Protestant groups they don't really flesh out some of these theological things of like does does a person exist before birth? I mean that's yes. if you exist before birth and like what like if there a lot of Christians actually believe that like you're you know you're somewhere in this like big pool of souls and then God plucks one of the souls out and puts it in the body but oh um, well before conception yeah it's called your dad's not sack no in Eastern okay. Orthodoxy we believe that uh, not optical <laughs> in uh, in Eastern Orthodoxy we believe that you're and I, I maybe I'm stating this wrong uh, but you we believe that every person is essentially created at conception, right, by God. So we don't believe that people are, like, waiting in this uh, void or something before they get created. And that's that's kind of um, Hinduism almost, right? Like reincarnation. So we believe yeah, that, somewhere. you know, that man is created at, at conception and, uh, and, and God, God creates us at that moment. Each of our souls are individual. We're not, um, you know, we're not just soulless flesh monkeys like uh like these atheists Wait, you're but, telling me you're not just a cluster of cells cluster well it depends right after I guess. conception christy teigen <laughs> did you guys see that christy teigen that uh she's like what's it not john mayer she's one of these celebrities wives and people were really hounding her on twitter about like uh weird Miss stuff carriage yeah, but she she was she's really pro reproductive health services, and she's always right. talking about how it's, before birth it's just a clump of cells, and then she had a miscarriage, which is horrible, right? And I think I don't know how how deep into the pregnancy it was, but it was during a time when she probably legally in her state could have gone and gotten a reproductive health service to infanticide that child, and but she was distraught and she was so upset. But this, I mean, this is like a you know an abortion ag- advocate who says that it's just a clump of cells. I mean, isn't that cognitive dissonance at its finest? Absolutely. A lot of people were pointing that out, which is, I mean, I, I don't know. If you're a public figure, I guess you're you're opening yourself up to critique, especially if you're taking positions like that. But I think it's uh yeah. I, was, I saw well, it was a photo of, op. Dude, Did you see the pictures like the artsy like professionally taken pictures of them who does like crying that? and stuff like that's the biggest thing that got to me dude i don't understand like, of that. course we feel sorry for you but yeah you kind of you kind of opened up the world to that well it's hard so. to feel sorry for you when you like staged a photo exactly that's what i'm saying take was, a picture you staged a photo yeah. to get attention to the miscarriage or whatever yeah that was like it's different if you put something out there like pray for us or like you know yeah but that was a little weird to me yeah, that was very strange. I mean, I can't... I'm only sorry for the kid and not for them. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah, that child might have had a, a weird life, too. Um, yeah, it's, it's sad. It, it sucks. But maybe... I wonder if she'll change her mind at all. I wonder if that'll change her worldview or her perspective. Um, doubt it. Yeah. Yeah, I doubt it as well. Maybe if she hasn't sold her soul already. So I, but it's crazy. It's like you, you get to decide if it's a baby or a unborn or just a clump of cells depending on how you feel. And I guess, you know, I mean all these vegan activists who try to debate from an atheist worldview and try to tell us, oh, we shouldn't eat animals because I've, I watch Disney movies and I feel like it's bad. This is how these people justify moral decisions and also how they justify how they want to uh, rearrange the whole world. It's like the, the, the same people who tell us that we need a uh, – 
we need global lockdowns and whatnot. Um, are these people who are telling us that unborn babies are just clumps of cells? Unless you wanted it and then decided that it wasn't a clump of cells for a second, then it's not. And it's also an entry point for them to redefine legally what it means to be alive. And there's a lot of gray areas because of that as well. It kind of like leads into that whole, you know, that Bill Gates speech where I forget the term for it, but basically, you know, someone that's hooked up, uh, you know, dying on a deathbed, should we allow them to live over, you know, taking that money and investing it in like teachers or something? That's called uh, the death probably. panel. That's the death panel. We're not allowed to talk about that. What's it called again? Uh, the, people were talking. This was like the death panel. Yeah, there, this was going on when Obamacare came out, and in some of these proposed uh, Michelle bills, Michelle is a PP in the poo poo advocate. Oh. There you go. It's Michelle Lowe. Thank you, Michelle Lowe. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, that's a new one. Pee-pee yeah, pee-pee pee-pee in the poo-poo. There you go. Michelle Lowe. PP in the poo advocate. Michelle Lowe. We got a super chat here. It says... Thank you very much. Delbridge. There he goes. He says, is it possible that we all exist in the mind of God before we become human due to omniscience? Um, and there's, It's kind of a Damn. philosophical musing there. It's an interesting musing, but I, I would say... Uh, in in orthodoxy, we don't we don't really go there. We believe that we're that man is made at conception. Uh, if we all exist in the mind of God, what does that mean? Like the mind of God is does that mean like the mind of God is this uh, like I don't know like eternal? Well, the idea state? you already exist because of the omniscience of God. It's kind of similar to how we still exist after we die. You you know, similarly, I think. I think it's an interesting question. Yeah, I think well, in Eastern Orthodoxy, we don't we don't believe that we exist before conception. If you bring if you believe that we exist before conception, then it opens up this whole kind of uh, reincarnation thing, or like where where is where are all these souls before they're born? Um, well, what does it mean to exist? What does it mean to exist? All right, well, I'm gonna head out. Uh, I gotta I'm gonna go hang out with some friends, but. Tristan, I'll talk to you soon, I guess. We've got some... Tristan and I are working on something, actually. Y'all should be really excited. Yeah, hopefully. And, we'll uh, we'll actually, see what comes of it. I'm, I'm, hoping it, I'm hoping it works out. I mean, we have some ideas, some loosely flowing ideas, but we will see something come of this eventually. Um, but yeah, hey, Matty Andrews, where can people find your channel, dude? So you can find my channel. I just put in chat for you guys, Matt Andrews on YouTube. I've got a, I've got a fun, really good video coming out tomorrow about Trump and white privilege, because, or not white privilege, white supremacy, because that's been all the rage uh, lately. And then I'm streaming tomorrow night uh, for a little while with the subscribers, reading some chats, possibly taking calls through Discord. So, Man, yeah, Matt. I'll be there. You guys can find me there. But right on, Matt. it was a pleasure joining you guys, Tristan. I'll talk to you soon. Senor, and always a pleasure. we got some really fun coming up, guys, so be ready for that. All right, Senor. Hey, always a pleasure, man. Jump in anytime and uh, take it easy. And, uh, hey, uh, go easy on your Guatemalan roommate. Don't be, uh, don't be selling. I'll go easy on the Guatemalan. You can't. Don't be try to sell him <laughs> off to any. Uh, Actually, his shoes are on my bed right now, so I'm about to beat him. No, I'm right. kidding. He can do what he wants. Human trafficker. Right. Human trafficker, Matt Andrews. We'll see you later, man. <laughs> All right, see you, boys. Later, bud. All right, later, man. All right, we got we got someone else trying to jump in here. We got let's see, in the waiting room. How's everybody doing in the chat? Thank you guys for the support. Appreciate that. Appreciate the super chats. Dale Bridge, again, uh, your question. It, it, I'm not really sure what you're getting at with the question there, but I think uh, you run into a lot of theological issues when 
when you start making assumptions like you know the soul existing before birth. So um, all right, let's. Uh, Anthony Juarez is about to jump in. Let me just pull pull Anthony in from the waiting room. I think you've been on before. I think I'm yeah, there that, he that is. Out. I know Anthony. All right. Later, brother. I'm so much oh, you're out of here, man. I'm so much bigger and stronger than you. Sid Meister, thanks for jumping in, dude. Oh, no, you're still here. Wait, Ossifuge took off. Yeah, it's Ossifuge. All right. Oh, this is the guy from the other day. I remember you. What's up, man? Hey, I got your email. Thank you for that email about the pump. Oh, I was muted. No problem, bro. How's it, how's it going with both of you? Doing well. Not too bad. Just another night. Another night, huh? Another Friday night, man. Hanging out. The wife's over here. Not knitting. She's cross-stitching. Cross-stitching. Children are asleep. My lady ran off. You see that was going yeah. on? She got embarrassed and ran off. She's the one the biggest. She's the one the Yeah, Tristan, what does your wife do at the side there the whole time during these <laughs> nine-hour-long streams? She just laughs, and then every once in a while just pops in and, like, she'll finish sentences for me. And yeah, then, uh, I just <laughs> She just helps me stay on track. She laughs, and then... Uh, Can I get him ice? And then she'll get me ice a couple times, and then she just goes to bed without even saying anything. <laughs> She's just like, all right, I'm done. And then she just walks off the bed. And then Ribeye, you got Ribeye behind me. Let's see, there's Ribeye. He's there for moral support. Ribeye, what are you doing? Oh, that's sweet, dude. His name is Ribeye? Get a job. He has lazy ass. Look, he's, do you see him wagging his tail? Good boy, Ribeye. Yeah. Good boy, Ribeye. What, what are you doing, Ribeye? What are you doing? This dog, I used, to, I remember streaming, and I remember doing a stream with Jay, and he was like in my lap, and he was this big, a couple years ago. Now he's so big. Look at everybody. Oh, that's my boy. Damn. He's a big boy. He's a big handsome dog. He's a good dog. He's such a man. Not, he's like he, he's the easiest dog we've ever had. Oh, <laughs> nice. That looks like a Chihuahua Jack Russell mix or something. Yeah, he's like, he's some type of mutt. He's Chihuahua for sure. I think um, American Eskimo. What? He's a weird fucking dog, man. <laughs> I didn't know that exists. American Eskimo dog? And neither until we got him. <laughs> That's crazy. The more you know. Hey. We got, yeah, let's oh, see. Man. I think we have, yeah, I think there's somebody else in the in the room here. Let's pull in. Oh, no. They're gone. There was somebody waiting. But he left. Hey, I wanted to ask you guys a question. Go for it. What do you think it means to be a man? You have a penis and testicles. <laughs> and you're no, over... What, what separates a boy from a man? Oh, man. Is it just age? Are there not, you know, air quotes men that still have metaphorical diapers still around their waist in their 40s? For sure. For sure. I mean, we, we talk to think... a lot of them on this channel. I think what defines a man is that uh, you don't question your duties. Like, if something needs to get done, you're not like, ah, oh, should I do it? Should I? You just do it. You know, you just get it done. I think that yeah. some something along that lines. It's a really good question. Uh, it's a, I mean, it's a good answer. I mean, I've I, been thinking about it. And I, didn't, I didn't think about that proponent there. Okay, says men take responsibility. Yeah, and that's essentially yeah. what you just said as well. Yeah, I think I think it's responsibility. I think a lot of it's responsibility, and I mean, if you're able to take care of yourself, um, 
But it's not just, I don't know. I mean, it's like, what is it to be a man? What is it to be a good man? I think that's the most important question. Cause yeah, like a, a commendable man. Because yeah. back when I was in school, right, like they'd ask you, you know, elementary school, you know, do you want to be an astrophysicist? Do you want to be, a, you know, a molecular biologist? And in the back of my head, I always thought, man, I just want to be a respectable, commendable man. At the end of the day, mm. I don't care about anything else. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, what I guess the only way I could answer that is what makes me respect a man, right? I think that would be, Yeah. I mean, there's certain uh, traits like, desiring truth right a man that a man seeks the truth and uh it is not afraid to admit when he's wrong uh, a man's not afraid to apologize when he's incorrect um a man will defend uh, defend others who need defending um yeah that, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that uh, there there are a lot of factors that go in there but yeah it's it's there are a lot of men out there that are just boys that are just children and I think we've got yeah. we have a well, culture that infantilizes there's, us. Sorry, uh, there's people that are strong that what, what I've seemed to notice they feed off the energy of weaker people. Right, that's and a parasite. The other side of the coin is people that are strong enough to lend their strength to others. Mm. That's what I align with. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Now, but is it, does that make someone less of a man? I mean, there's, I mean, when you look at things like. Uh, I don't know, like an army, there are different requirements for different types, right? Like there might be soldiers who, who just, who are meant to take orders and who are meant to, uh, you know, there are others that, there's some that are meant to lead and others that are meant to follow. And I don't think that necessarily taking orders and being a soldier, not, I'm not saying like literally, but like you maybe metaphorically, uh, um, I don't think, I don't think you have to necessarily be a leader to be a man either. I think there are a lot of men who are like no, really, really good, solid so, men yeah. who are. Uh, sure, we all have our place. Yeah. We'll see what the chat says. But are. if you're following orders, you you better question whether or not those orders are just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's actually a song by uh, Nipsey Hussle that kind of breaks down the meaning of being a man. He says, like in the beginning, he's he's just speaking. He's like, I think he's reading something from like a like a prison note or something like that. But he's like. Uh, a man is defined by his reaction to any given situation. That's also a fair point. Yeah. Because a lot of people talk about, especially these vegans, about their morality and their principles, but mm. I'd like to see them actually get tested in real life and see if they still abide by what they're saying. It's hard for me to... Uh, I know a lot of men that are not married and don't have children that are like really good men, but... As far as like looking up to somebody, it, it, I don't know. It's it, it's uh, it's hard for me to. I, I think a lot, a lot of the guys that I look up to, a lot of men that I look up to, are guys that are on similar paths or you know paths that I'm moving towards, right? So I think that can um, I don't know. Just me personally, I really I really admire men who are able to um, who are able to have a good family and, and provide for their family and teach their children how to be good children. Uh, a lot of that just comes from being a father and being around other families with children, and you see like the fruits right there. You know, and you see how children who are raised in homes where the father is kind of a kind of a joker, how they they behave differently, they interact differently. So um, to me, that that's a big thing. Is like how do their how do your children behave? <laughs> how are your children? What is their 
ability, like you know, their communication skills, their social skills, their um, yeah, their yeah, how idle a father is in a boy's life. And it's just it's disheartening to see what's happened to black families here in the United States over the last few decades, because from my understanding. They used to have some of the highest marriage rates, like successful lifetime marriage rates. And then within seven decades, six out of 10, you know, black children are growing up with a father. And the way I see it, it's basically because without the black popular vote, the Democrats basically just tumble and they'd never win an election. Do you think they're going to get it this time? It's so hard to read it. But I, I've, I mean, a lot of my black f- friends are not going to be riding with Biden. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's hard to tell where that's going to go this time. But but the option is just like basically, and I saw a bumper sticker for this and it just kind of, you know, made me realize people actually think this way, but people are basically saying anything but Trump because yeah. the president, the way I see it, the president is just a scapegoat for people's yeah. hate. I don't think the president really matters too much. I think a lot of them are just front men, uh, you know, getting manipulated behind the string, uh, behind the scenes uh, mm-hmm. by the puppeteer. And I don't know, Trump, I had hope in Trump, but to me, all the things he's saying about, you know, we'll be able to roll out 200,000 vaccines per day with the military. Well, and also like, yeah, I mean, it, the, the, uh, the bailout, yeah. I mean, Trump gave a bigger bailout than we saw in 2008. Um, there, there are certain things that Trump has done and said that I respect and appreciate, and there are other things that I'm really upset about, especially this mo- the, the COVID handling um, has been atrocious. Uh, this operation. Yeah, I'm half your size. Uh, oh, no, wait a minute. I'm far bigger and far stronger than you. Yeah. All right. There we go. That's a great question. Doorman360 just donated five bucks. He says, Tristan, do you have any thoughts on the monastic saints <laughs> as a... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Doorman360 says, Tristan, do you have any thoughts on the monastic saints as a married man? Unmarried man with no kids here. I like both married and unmarried saints. No, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. It's like, for me, in my in my life, it's hard for me to relate so much to, like, guys who don't have families and stuff, right? Like, I'm just, I'm not like a single guy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on that road anymore. So, to me, it's like, I, I enjoy seeing men who hold their family together, men who steer the ship of their family. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't have an, a massive amount of respect for like my spiritual father, who is, is a, he's a monk who knew that he wanted to be a monk when he was nine years old. Um, so I, I have an immense amount of respect for uh, the monastic saints, uh, for my spiritual father, and for a lot of, um, a, a, many, many of, the, uh, of these men who are living a monastic life. I think that's incredibly respectful. And I think it's uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. There's nothing that I don't respect about it. And just to clarify that, I don't not respect dudes who don't like have families. I'm just saying, for me, I'm always looking for inspiration on how I could be better at what I do and the things that um, that that I need to become better at. I look for examples uh, from from men. So, Relatability. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think that's I think it's amazing. And uh, if I didn't find Jessica, I might have been in a similar. I might have taken that route, and uh, if Jessica wasn't here, that that might be the route that I would have taken. Would have taken. Uh, but I've got I got some Streamlabs here. Rats Blatting in San Juan as well. Rats Blatting. I didn't I didn't I didn't forget you, man. Let's replay it. We'll replay that one. You want to find out? Find out. Find out. You'll 
Come at me and you'll find out how strong I am eating a plant-based diet. There you go, Rasplatting. I'm sorry, man. Okay? You, you said you'll that. find out. You'll, you'll find out. You'll find out. Uh, was never vegan, but you helped me transition from vegetarian to omnivore. And last night I ate a butter-soaked filet mignon for my birthday. Oh my word, thank you, Rasplatigan. You were never really vegan, and you did it wrong. And uh, But last <laughs> night, you did it right. So happy birthday. Uh, God bless. I really appreciate that. Super chat, appreciate your... Uh, I, I've seen you up in the chat for, man, at least like maybe a year now. And... Thank you, man. I appreciate that. We got, uh, I think that's all the Super Chats. I think I've read. Mono C donated earlier. He said, Collins are always fun. Keep up the good work. I think I read that. Oh, Bear Roots Farmer. Sorry, Bear Roots Farmer. Let me re- let's replay that. Out of respect for Bear Roots Farmer. No? I right. like how my video's right above Guys, the Coomer guy. If you want to be the Bear Roots <laughs> Yeah, you're the Coomer. <laughs> it's okay. I'm surrounded by the Coomer and the, and the soy face. Um, the soy face is gawking at me. Bear Roots Farmer says 120 doctors is not science. Yeah, that's not science, guys. Fauci is science. Super spreaders. Trump is a super spreader. That's the new word. Hey there. Got we got we got your lady up in there. How you, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good to meet you. I love your show. Makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. Jessica's over here, like doing the same thing. Like she kind of kicks back and just laughs. It's not just dudes here. We got the ladies too. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh man, you guys are a beautiful couple. You guys are awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah, I was thinking the same. Yeah, you guys, you guys look, you guys look so stoked together. You guys all, you guys look like you're gonna have a have a blessed life together. Thank you. <laughs> all right, so let's say, got uh, Fred. Let's pull in Fred, and we'll see. First of all, we'll, let me just make sure we'll screen it. Let's get Fred in here. Fred, what's up, man? Tell me if you can hear me, Fred. I'm pulling you in. I know Fred. Welcome hey, back. Bro. Welcome back, Fred. How you doing, man? Not bad. Um, I mentioned earlier in the chat before, I don't know if it's appropriate for now, but I have just, um, I've compiled a small kind of uh, number of studies to show, I, I think no one's discussed it before yeah. in, in terms of the carnivore community, but about the, the causative nature between LDL and atherosclerosis. So I don't know if it's a suitable time for you or if you want me to come on another time. I just thought this... Um, this platform would be good for showing that. No, I mean, uh, there, there are many studies that claim, uh, many epidemiological studies that claim to show causative, um, uh, causative uh, correlation between atherosclerosis and LDL cholesterol. But uh, I, don't, I don't think it's a time to have the LDL debate. I think a, a better one, you, you should go talk to Ivor Cummins or Dave Feldman. They're very deep into the research on that. But uh, no, I, I, LDL cholesterol, as far as it being... Um, Dangerous and bad. Your body makes it. Your brain's made out of it. Low LDL is associated with higher all-cause mortality, uh, impulsivity, risk-taking behavior, suicide, and violence. Um, I'm not scared of LDL, but um, yeah, I think uh, you, that's a, that's a debate for another time. And you should talk to uh, maybe Dave Feldman, Ivor Cummins. They're always into uh, into those conversations. But you got you got anything else is you want to talk about? Sean Baker. Sean Baker. Yep. Yeah. You can talk to Sean. Isn't about the analogy for LDL is that basically LDL is going 
to help on the scene. It's like a fire truck at a well, to, house. To say to say to say LDL is just bad. To say LDL is bad always, or LDL is good always. Both of those are incorrect, right? There, there's certain times when LDL can be indicative of an infection. Right of and uh, you know some sort of an underlying viral load or something. Your LDL could be shooting up for that, but um, no, I think I think there's there's a lot of nuance required for a conversation. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to debate. Talk about, I was going to show something that proves that LDL cannot be um, causative in terms of atherosclerosis. Right, but I don't want to. I don't want to like do. Oh, if you have, if you have, you want to just lay out the case. I don't want to like. I don't know how to do the studies and pull them up on screen because your screen's like a. It's like a tenth of the. You could screen share. Yeah. Or something. Or do you want to just? You want to lay out your case and tell us what you think about it's, it? It's it's just gonna it's gonna take around five minutes. I think it's gonna be useful because. I've not mentioned anyone who really talks about this. Do you mind if I just share my screen real quick? That's cool, man. Yeah, take a couple go, of minutes. Go ahead. I'll, I'll mute myself for a bit and I'll just uh, I'll, I'll listen to you. Go ahead. Wait, it says the, I just, uh, the host disabled yeah, go ahead. participant screen sharing. Uh, did I disable that? Oh, I disabled it because I didn't want people showing weird... Let me see if I can allow to record. You want to send... Shoot. Is it how many? What did you want? Was it one study that you wanted? It's like it's like five five slides. That's it. It's not even slides. I just opened up tabs on on my uh, internet, like the on Chrome. How do I allow you? What if I just say report? Okay, hold on. Let me. I think I have to come into the. Have to make me co-host. Yeah, maybe if I make you a host. I'm going to make you a host and see what that does. If it screws up everything, I'll blame Anthony. <laughs> make host. All right. Now you're a host, and you should be able to share screen, I think. You're the host. Wait. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this not as sciencey and stuff, but I think it's, it's, really, it's really nice. And like I said, not many people talk about it. Can you guys see the screen, by the way? Oh, hold on. It's, that's weird. It's not showing your... Um, go to right-click your screen and say show self-view or something like that. Say show self-view and see if that helps. Um, show self-view. I don't, have, I don't have that option. Is that on Zoom? Do I do that? This is weird. Everything looks perfect on my screen. I don't know. Look, as shows... long as you guys see the screen, it's only going to take a, a few minutes. Yeah, I don't... You guys are seeing the, the weird screen of like a kind of... Nobody um, sees... Afferent arterial, afferent arterial, and all that stuff, yeah? This is the, the weird thing is they can't see, like when it shows up on Zoom in... in oh, yeah, that it doesn't sense. show it. It doesn't show it on my screen. I see it in Zoom, but it's not showing up in the screen sharing thing. Ugh. Oh, wait, wait, um, here we go, here we go. I, I just have to drag you over. Go ahead, try it again. Wait, do you want me to share it again? Yes, please. Um, what the heck? Wait, I have, I have the thing in the background. So there it is. I got see. it. I'm gonna... I got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's that's pretty much what I wanted to show. Okay. Wait. So, wait. Now you're now you're showing. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I, I I paused it. Okay, so I'm gonna do this in about ten minutes or or shorter, hopefully. Um. So this right here, what I've got showing is pretty much the structure of what's called a nephron. And we have hundreds of thousands of these distributed amongst both kidneys, and they're the functional unit of the kidneys that are responsible for filtration. Long story short, the blood comes in through here, through the afferent arterial, goes into the glomerulus, 
and then some of it passes down into the effluent arterial while the rest is filtered. Within this, this um, fluid that, that makes it through the glomerulus or this kind of circular part, there's going to be sodium and glucose because what actually happens is a lot of glucose is wasted in our kidneys and then it has to be reabsorbed. Okay, and it's reabsorbed via kind of two main mechanisms, but the one, the, the kind of uh, gate that's responsible for absorbing 90% of this glucose is called the SGLT2 um, transporter. It's the sodium glucose co-transporter 2. Now, there's a class of drugs, they're called the SGLT2 inhibitors, and they're used in diabetics. And what happens with, with this is, if you can imagine, the drug would go and bind to these gates and stop the absorption of the sodium and glucose, essentially making us out, making us uh, urinate glucose. Now, here's the, here's the thing that's going to be really strange. So one of the biggest trials regarding this class of med medications, the SGLT2, so here's empagliflozin, and canagliflozin, and so on and so forth. And again, this is not to talk about big pharma and all these kind of stuff, but yeah. it's been it's shown to pretty much reduce hospitalizations associated with heart failure, so congestive heart failure, reduced vascular events, MI, which is a myocardial infarction or AKA heart attack, stroke, so on and so forth. So it reduces all these vascular events because of the underlying mechanism that we're urinating glucose. I mean, it's not been exactly elucidated how this results to a low mortality, so on and so forth, but. Mm -hmm. We know that from this Emperor trial and other kinds of trials that all these vascular events are reduced when we have people taking these SGLT2 inhibitors. And now, do you know, uh, just can I, can, I inter can I interject and ask you, can yeah. I ask you a question real quick? Uh, do you know how they discovered these drugs? Are they from a natural compound that yeah, was so isolated? Actually, what happened is this, this originally came from a compound called fluorazine, which was found in the bark of some trees. They noted that some people, I don't know what who took it, but they noted that people who would take these medication would have glycosuria, so they would find glucose in their urine. And But then the, the thing is, there's there's not much um, in terms of, because these SGLT2 inhibitors, they would have to bind to this specific SGLT2 receptor. Mm -hmm. Florizin, I believe that's what it's called, is non-selective, meaning it binds to SGLT1 and SGLT2. And within the gut, we have SGLT1 receptors, which mediate the absorption of glucose. And if you block that, then you're going to have diarrhea, flatulence, and so on, because essentially you're just blocking the absorption of glucose. Mm -hmm. So this just makes us urinate out some excess glucose without inducing the adverse effects of associated with glucose going down to the colon and being fermented by the bacteria, if that makes any sense. So it actually yep. has plant origin in nature. Similar with metformin, which I'm sure you know about. Metformin comes from the French lilac. So a lot of these medications are not entirely kind of chemicals. They're based on structures that are already found in nature. Um, uh, does that sort of answer the question? Yep. Yep. Great. Thank you, okay. man. Uh, do you, oh, you don't know what tree yeah, it like, came from? Like, because uh, it's interesting to me because a lot of these compounds come from um, barks and trees in South America. I mean, there are many. Like, yeah, yeah. There's like five different barks that I'm thinking of right now that are really medicinal. One of them, my favorite, is called Chuchuwasi. And it's, uh, it's a thick bark and you make a tea out of it. It's really bitter, but it gives you a lot of energy and it's astringent. So it's like if you have like diarrhea or something, it, can, it has a lot of tannins in it. So it can kind of help like to get rid of, uh, I don't know, it, it's good for like bacterial infections and whatnot. And it's really strengthening. They say it's really strengthening. The indigenous said it's very strengthening for the cardiovascular system. So yeah, it's, it's always interesting to me where these compounds came from. And it's almost always from the natural yeah. world. And then you isolate a compound and then drug gets patented and, and sold. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I think there's a lot of um, things out there that we probably haven't even discovered that are much more powerful than any pharmaceutical that we have. Um, 
but to continue, so this is just a quick rat study, and um, of course we can't necessarily directly extrapolate this to humans, but this is comparing glimepiride and empagliflozin. So glimepiride is another class of anti-oral hypoglycemics. It's called a sulfonylurea. I don't know if you've heard of that, but um, essentially what this is, it's an insulin-secreted dog. So it goes to your pancreas and it tricks it into thinking that you're in a hypoglycemic state, meaning there's a lot of sugar, and it makes it secrete insulin, effectively reducing your blood sugar. Remember, empagliflozin blocks the class of medications that I was talking about earlier before, the SGLT2 inhibitors, and that makes you urinate out extra glucose. So they have very different mechanisms. While empagliflozin makes you urinate glucose, glimepiride makes your pancreas produce more uh, insulin and therefore forces more of that sugar to go into the cells. So mm-hmm. although they achieve the same end goal, they have very different outcomes. And Pretty much in this um, in this study, what happened was they realized that um, insulin resistance, of course, and concentrations of these cytokines, you have TNF, alpha, interleukin-6, they would decrease. And there's another, there's, there's yes. a quick kind of paper here. Where I was so, so a massive so decrease in inflammatory markers, like a, a marked decrease in inflammatory markers, which are associated with yeah, atherosclerosis so and cardiovascular is, disease. We have these doctors essentially just giving out. I know I don't know about it in America, but in Australia, what we do is we start a diabetic on metformin, and then we choose another oral hypoglycemic agent. So we can choose, um, you know, these SGLT2 inhibitors. There's what's called the DPP4 inhibitors or dipeptidylpeptidase 4 inhibitors. Um, then you, you know, there's acrobose, there's the thiazolidine diets. There's there's so many classes of medications, but. The, the, we have what, our, what we're told is our objective is to ultimately lower the glucose, although we're not treating the underlying issue, which is the insulin resistance. I just want to get to the main part. So essentially what, what the difference between glimepiride and empagliflozin was in this study was that empagliflozin did reduce blood sugar levels and also attenuated markers of inflammation, so, um, which glimepiride didn't have. Now, moving on to this, here's the weird thing, and this is what I want to get to. And this is also why I don't like, what's his name, that vegan, vegan gains. Because I think, I'm mentioning this because he always pulls out this, um, this study about LDL being causative in heart disease. Yeah. And the thing is about this vegan gains guy is he's actually not stupid. He knows what he's talking about. So I think he's, I think he's a liar. No, he, he's, he's not. He's he, so sometimes he, sometimes he, uh, he, you can see he intentionally misrepresents studies. And if you actually look at the study, very often they don't say what he claims they say. And he'll pick one yeah, portion, he'll show one paragraph, but he won't show the conclusion of the study very often. He does that. So what I wanted to show here is across the use of all these SGLT2 inhibitors, so the ones that make you urinate glucose. So we yeah. have canagliflozin, empagliflozin, dapagliflozin, they all end in that suffix, yeah. gliflozin. We have increases and as you can see, there's a dose-dependent increase of low-density lipoprotein. <laughs> yeah, what, in, in this cardiovascular event, yeah? Yep. We, I told you, like, with the Empereg trial, we have less cardiovascular death, less non-fatal myocardial infarctions, less non-fatal strokes. So we have less of these vascular events, although there's increased serum low-density lipoprotein. Mm. So now you have this guy telling us, oh, LDL causes heart disease, yet I'm showing you a study, not only does this drug causes you to kind of uh, urinate glucose, but we know it has two effects. Well, the primary outcome is the reduction in those vascular events, but also it increases LDL. Yeah. So you're telling me, and he keeps on jumping onto this Bratton Hill criteria, and by the way, we're actually taught this. So um, one of one of the, the criteria is this biologic gradient that's mentioned about, and I remember, uh, what's his name, Frank, 
He was trying to talk about this, but he really botched it up because I don't think he knew what he was talking about. Yeah. Um, long, long story short, one of one of the criteria is that there has to be a biological gradient, which means that, as you as you hear, greater exposure generally leads to greater incidence of the effect. Now, we're showing, I'm giving you a drug that reduces all these vascular incidents, but also increases LDL, which, um, so, and I, I just pulled up pretty much other studies showing that relative to the vehicle or the placebo group, um, the people taking these SGLT2 inhibitors pretty much universally have increased LDL. And all of them have decreased cardiovascular events, strokes, and other kind of peripheral vascular disease um, events. So I don't know what, what, what people are talking about when they sell, say LDL causes heart disease and they keep bringing it on. It's it's just a, it's a lot of shit, to be honest. But yeah. yeah, that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about. Sorry for talking fast, but I just didn't want to take too much time. Hey, man, I, I appreciate that. Uh... What do you think about the correlation between, okay, when you look at people who do have, there have been studies done, I think uh, this was in the U.S., I think it was at UCLA, but when you look at um, statistics of people who do have heart attacks, those who have high LDL cholesterol survive heart attacks more than those who have low LDL cholesterol. So uh, to put this in a different way, people with low LDL cholesterol have the same amount of heart attacks on average, right? They still get heart attacks. But they die more from them than people with high LDL. That seems to be that. I mean, that those stats in the, um, alone seem to indicate that we may be on the wrong track when we're blaming LDL for heart disease. When why are people who have high LDL surviving more when they do have heart attacks, and people with low LDL still have heart attacks, but they die more, and they die more from all causes, right? All cause mortality is higher with low LDL cholesterol. I think that's really that's why I uh, when I, I when I at first I assumed you were gonna. Um, like pro- promote the uh, the diet heart hypothesis, the lipid hypothesis for yeah, atherosclerosis. So I assume that because that's the mainstream view, right? Sorry for assuming that, but I uh, that's why I said like Dave Feldman and uh, and Ivor Cummins have done a pretty good job at looking at a lot of these other seeming anomalies. And when you look at the big picture, to me, it seems to, to indicate that LDL cholesterol is not a driving factor of heart disease, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not the expert, so you got to ask doc, Dr. Fauci, I guess. I think simple yeah. truths are just overcomplicated, and that's what science is doing. And the reason I wanted to mention this is because um, I don't think I think it's so from what I've seen. Um, I'm kind of satisfied with the fact that LDL doesn't cause heart disease, but this is kind of putting the cherry on top because. We have a drug that increases LDL and decreases cardiovascular events. So, I mean, what more? You can't, you can't refute that. What, what, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's pretty much it. Hey, man, great call. I appreciate that. Really appreciate that. That was a, that was a very concise presentation. And uh, thank you, man. I, I, uh, I agree with your assertion. It seems to be odd. And that is, a, I think that's a good argument to bring. I mean, I think you, you know, if you're going to be debating it, especially with somebody who's entrenched in the dogma of cholesterol is bad, that is, that's a really good example to include among like a symphony of other reasons why. And I, I know you know there are a lot of other yep. indicators that LDL is not a driver of disease uh, and is in fact necessary for health. All right, guys. I'm going to head off. Hey, Take brother. Care. All right. Fred. It's been an honor, man. Thanks for coming on. Oops, Fred ended the meeting because I actually I made I had to make him. <laughs> I had to make Fred the. Uh...
the owner of the meeting here. I'll start. I'll start a new one. I'll start a new Zoom, and we'll take some more callers. You guys want to call in? Call in. Throwing the Zoom meeting up in the. Uh, I'll throw it up in the chat now. And let's go over here and invite. Hey guys, thank you for. We got a lot of people supporting the stream, and I appreciate that. A lot of supporters of the stream. Thank you guys for supporting the stream. You guys enjoy these streams. You know we get no support from YouTube. If you want to get notified about these streams, uh, make sure to follow me on Instagram, or you can sign up in the link below in the description, and you can get notified before these streams. We'll send out an email, and that email will notify you, and you can uh, you can join in. We're taking calls today. We're doing open lines. Open lines are fun. We got some regulars on the line right now, or we had some regulars on the line. Come over here to the chat and see what you guys are all doing. Okay, I'm coming over here. Let's pull. Whoa, look at all those. No, Zoom's got to go. There it goes soon. All right. All right. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. It's been a while. See, we, we there's so many. There's always so many awesome callers. We don't get a chance to watch funny funny videos anymore. I had this one pulled up, and I've been meaning to watch this. I don't know. Some of, some of these vegans are great for comic relief. Let's see what. Uh, Vegan Cronish, a.k.a. Soy Ryan Gosling, has to say. Hey, everyone, I'm Miley Cyrus, and I'm here to tell you today that a vegan diet is bad for you. I was vegan for six years, and I had such bad brain fog, I couldn't even think straight. I didn't know what was going on. I was dancing on stage, doing crazy things. I couldn't understand what I was doing. And I know what you might be saying. Oh, you, well, the stuff you were getting off your dealer, your party stuff, wasn't very good for me. Well, guess what? That's not what the problem was. It wasn't all the stuff I was taking. It was the vegan diet that made me feel unwell. My brain, I couldn't even put together a sentence when I was a vegan. My brain fog was too much and like you might be saying, well, you did the vegan diet wrong. Well, that's all right. In typical vegan fashion, <laughs> typical more vegan. Co- there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing more funny than a vegan trying to be funny. There's nothing more funny than that. You guys remember when Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride came on this channel? It was like one or two years ago, and she said the first thing to go is the sense of humor. The first thing to go from these vegans and long-term vegetarians is their sense of humor. <laughs> she was so right. I guess this is supposed to be funny. So we've got yet another vegan Coke video. He's upset. Miley Cyrus, you did it wrong. You be slandering the vegan diet. And he's, he's going to vindicate veganism. <laughs> and he's going to slay Miley Cyrus, I guess completely wrong and i'm gonna tell you why i watched every vegan bodybuilder on youtube these vegans think that like just putting a wig on is somehow a bit look dude putting a wig on is not funny just wearing a wig is not funny and wearing a a wig and then repeating stereotypical soy boy vegan talking points this is not satire dude this is just something for us to laugh at 
I watched every bodybuilder's YouTube. I knew exactly what I was talking about when I was on the vegan diet. I watched every single vegan bodybuilder and I tried everything. And I was just eating celery. Why were my thighs so big? Like, I don't understand. Those All guys I eat is celery and, like, why are my thighs, like, fucking huge? Those, like, so my head wouldn't think my thighs were so big from eating celery. And I watched every single vegan bodybuilder on YouTube, and I just couldn't get the vegan diet right. So how do you? Dude, ex- dude, you just all you're doing is saying exactly what she said. Where's the joke? Where's the? Where you gotta have some jokes in there, man? Sit down and write the joke. Your jokes can't just be she did it wrong talking points. You gotta have you gotta have something funny. You, you <laughs> I know you you guys don't understand this. You don't understand how humor works. You don't understand how irony works. Remember, you guys are all iron deficient. You don't understand how these things function. But just, I don't know. Watch some actual funny videos and and take notes, dude. Expect it to be healthy for you. So then I discovered from my boyfriend, my my husband actually at the time, that if I eat fish, I get healthy fats for my brain, omega-3s. And I know, I know I went vegan because of fish, because I love my pet puffer fish. But, what? you know, I need to fix my brain fog. And my boyfriend said fish will do that. So it's good for me. So I have to eat the fish. Even though when I said I would eat dirt before I eat another animal again and have vegan tattoos, I had to eat fish to get my brain fog away. So Again, so what does that tell you? If this chick had vegan tattoos, said she would rather eat dirt than ever eat animals again, and then reached the point where her health was deteriorating so much, her performance was deteriorating so much that she said, I gotta eat animal foods. I know you can't understand this. I know you're not, you're not, <laughs> you don't get it. But, um, how does it, your, your weird coping mechanism videos, your weird coping mechanism videos are not convincing people to go vegan, right? All you, I guess what you're doing, apparently, is a pep talk for other vegans to try and discredit this person so they won't listen to her um and i i don't know i don't know if it's gonna work i don't know if your pep talks are working uh it seems like more and more of you vegans just keep leaving you guys just keep leaving that's what i had to do and trust me i'm an expert like i said like i said oh you get it he said she's an expert but she's not an expert right she listened to dr gregor Watch all the vegan bodybuilders and they all try to say that you're so healthy eating protein shakes and things. You know, I didn't have to go to a doctor because I already knew everything from the vegan bodybuilders and I needed to eat fish for my healthy brain fats. Not because of anything else I took in my life that was causing me brain problems. It was definitely because I needed to eat an animal. That's why I needed. So I know you might be watching this right now and thinking the same thing. I can't think straight. You've been vegan for years and you're deteriorating. Well, eat some fish and you'll feel so much better. Trust me, I'm an expert. I'm an expert on this stuff, kids. I know what I'm talking about. I'm Miley Cyrus. So it's supposed to be funny. Do you guys get why it's funny? Do you get the joke? He's wearing a wig. He's not actually Miley Cyrus, but he's pretending to be her. You get it? You guys get it? He's not Miley Cyrus, but he's like, he's wearing a wig. 
He's vegan. Get it? Oh, oh, I just watched this Miley Cyrus video on about brain fog. I just can't think straight. I've been vegan for years now and I feel horrible. I mean, I just can't think straight. I must need to eat an animal. Like she was saying I need healthy omega-3s or something. Oh, what's this? Pure vegan omega-3, 6 and 9. That's oh, wow. We've got, we've got some toxic algae-based omega-3, 6 and 9 that are heavily contaminated with aldehydes and that even Dr. Greger now says that you probably shouldn't take this trash. Oh, it's got, we got the supplement. We got the supplement. The supplement. Um, look at the, why do you have a cross tattooed on you? I thought you are vegan. Uh, <laughs> Miley Cy, if you guys remember, in that interview, Miley was saying that she was taking all the supplements. But she felt better when she ate animal foods. Strange. I didn't know vegans could get omega-3s. That's really strange. I didn't know that you could get omega-3s as a vegan. Oh, my God. But it can't be the same as fish omega-3s. I mean, God, that can't be right. How can this be the same as fish omega-3s? It's vegan. I mean, fish are so healthy for you. Let's have a look here. DHA-rich algae oil. Oh, my God. All right. Look, you need a vegan cronish, vegan cronish, please study some actual funny people. You want to make a comedy video? Watch some videos that are actually funny. Watch some people that are actually funny and you're not going to find a single vegan that is actually funny. I'm sorry. You won't. You won't. You guys are not funny. Here, here, let's, here's somebody who's actually funny. Somebody who's actually funny, right? If you want to do satire, uh, vegan cronish, and just like uh, that other dork, lifting vegan logic, you want to actually do satire, you have to have funny jokes. You have to have a sense of humor. Here's somebody who actually knows how to do satire, right? Without overacting, without stupid wigs and props, and actually knows how to, uh, how to speak on the fly without a script. We're doing a little video for BP oil against Trump. They should be committed against Trump. And their resources would be greatly helpful. So far, we've had like Pfizer, Monsanto, Philip Morris. A lot of the big corporations have been getting involved, sort of being on the front and line. And it makes me want to support them. When you see that Pfizer is being part of the solution, does that make you sort of want to support these pharmaceutical yes. companies yes. a little more? We yeah. do. And there's other companies that we know that support Trump that we boycott. What do you think that other corporations could learn from BP oil and Monsanto and Philip Morris, some of the corporations who've been part of the resistance? Uh, well, I mean, the obvious, that they should uh, go along with them to get rid of Trump. I know, like, the CEO of uh, Philip Morris was, like, tweeting a lot saying he doesn't like Trump, so I appreciated that. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. No, anyone who supports getting rid of... Getting rid of Trump. Monsanto's even said they're going to put, like, blue in some of the pesticides and stuff like that. Support. I mean, thank God for that. Near my house, the bodega, <laughs> he didn't want to support the impeached Trump movement. So now I basically buy everything from Amazon and companies like that. Exactly. That sort of exactly. Trump supporters <laughs> were behind Soul Cycle and Equinox. I immediately took every Soul Cycle and Equinox shirt and threw it in the garbage. Philip Morris was talking about putting, like, anti-Trump stickers on the uh, packages beside the labels. I'm not going to start. Smoking again. But if you did smoke, you might pick that brand. Oh, I definitely would. I definitely would. <laughs>
think uh, Ryan Long. You know, he this this dude's blown up. It's good. I remember the first time we watched a video from him. I think he had like twenty thousand subscribers, like two hundred thousand subscribers now. Dude, dude's on fire. Dude's on fire. I think I watched like ten seconds of this video. Let's. This one's got better audio. Here, hey vegans, hey uh, vegan cronish, and you other dorks trying to be funny. <laughs> this is how you actually do comedy. not working. Refresh the page. My browser's being weird. Here we got we got some callers. We got oh there we go. Sid. Sid and Anthony are both here. Jumping back in. Anybody else wants to call in, feel free to hit up. There's a link in the description below for the Zoom call. If you guys want to call in, got any questions, just want to banter. Or if you want to debate, you can even call in. You can even call in and debate. Sorry about that. What's up, guys? <laughs> we got Sid and Anthony. Here, let's see. I'm mad about that. I made him host and he left and the whole thing <laughs> collapsed. Yeah, it's all good. It happens. It happens. I'm coming over here to the chat and see what's going on. What's up? Okay. Little Big Toe, Ian, Lewis Reed. Have you guys liked this? You guys like the streams? Please support the chat. Please support the stream rather via Super Chats. Best way is through the, uh, the Streamlabs. The Streamlabs link is the best way to support. We got a couple callers here. We got Sid. We got Ryan. I'm sorry. Sid and Anthony. What up? Yo, you know what I fucking hate, Tristan, is how... Easily, these vegans are willing to dismiss other humans' suffering. I hate that. That's true, man. Well, yeah, they, they want to stop the suffering of the animals. And they believe that human beings, they say that human beings are just animals. And they want to stop the suffering of the animals. And they believe that there's nothing that differentiates human beings and animals. Yet, when human beings are suffering from their dietary uh, bullshit from their vegan ideology, then they uh, they completely dismiss it. And they say, no, you did it wrong. You're a terrible person. They will gaslight and dismiss anybody who dares question the, uh, uh, their ideology and anybody who dares to admit that they feel like crap on their stupid vegan diet. Yeah, a question I'll ask them is, after you know, vegans end animal agriculture uh, suffering... Do they go in the wild and end the suffering there too? Yes. Like yes, this is the thing. We, a lot of them do. A lot of them believe yes. Yeah, no, a lot of them say yes. Bad. Yeah, I've talked to a few. We, one of them called in the other day and said, "Well, I don't necessarily believe that animals eating animals is right, but I can't read. If I try to reason with a bear, a bear is not going to listen. But uh, what about you? If you try to reason with humans, we don't listen to your stupid false reasoning either." People are still eating meat. Like you try to reason with people, and people say, "No, you're a dork. We're still going to eat meat. We don't care what you say." So it's kind of a, kind of a double, kind of a double standard there. Where it's like, oh, well, yeah, countries animals... like China and India, where mm -hmm. meat has been scarce up until the last hundred years. You think those people that finally have gotten hands on meat are going to be willing to give it up and go vegan? Absolutely not. Anybody who's yeah, anybody who's experienced like what it is to not eat animal foods for a period of time understands more than almost anybody else how important they are. 
You don't understand how important animal foods are until you don't eat them for a little bit. <laughs> and then you realize... Have you seen what they've done to dogs? What, what do you mean? Like, I, I don't know if it was China. It was some Asian country over there. They, like, they believe the more you torture a dog, the, the more... Yeah, it's men- adrenochrome. That's where? It's adrenochrome, essentially. Yeah, it's adrenochrome. Yeah, China, they, exactly, they, yeah. they actually do that? They torture dogs and they, what, they drink yeah, their blood? Dude, there's videos of them torching them. Like, like tor- torturing them with a torch. Like, a, like burning the shit out of them. Yeah, that's gross. It's hor- yeah. That's gross. It's like a whole festival over there. These vegans will watch videos like that over and over again and hype themselves up to thinking, yeah. um, oh, this is, this is how, this is what we need to fight. Here, I got this video here. Let's check this out. I wanted to watch this one. We got Ryan Long, uh, cuckold's bull supports Trump. I want to I see what this one's all about. Me and my girlfriend were in a situation where like our bull, he was really getting into Trump. And he wanted to wear like a mega hat in the bedroom and all this stuff. Agree to disagree. I love it. It's, it's my wife's boyfriend video. <laughs> Good job. Ryan Long, his wife's boyfriend supports Trump. What does he do? Me and my girlfriend were in a situation where, like, our bull, he was really getting into our Trump. Bull. He wanted to wear, like, a mega hat in the bedroom and all this stuff. Agree to disagree. And he's yelling facts, don't care about your feelings and stuff like that. So you don't agree on political things, but maybe you have athletic things. He was pretty athletic, yeah. Uh, life goals. His life goal was so just to pull him lips. Just to find the commonalities. <laughs> the commonalities. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm off your side. Oh, no, wait a minute. I'm far bigger and far stronger than you. Hench, rudely interrupted. Hench over here. Bearroots Farmer. What's up, Bearroots Farmer? Says five bucks. Says they don't care about human suffering because in their <laughs> eyes, if you were thin, you were healthy. BMI is law. Stop it with your bigotry. Thank you for that one, Bearroots Farmer. Yeah, that's definitely one of the things they, they get obsessed. But I think they they act like it's so good to be lean because that's all that's what their body's doing. They want to justify their emotional decision to be vegan, their irrational emotional decision to be vegan. They want to justify that. So then they say, oh, it's great to be lean. Look at me. I'm like, I'm going to buy a bike. I'm going to stop working out. I don't want to be bulky. I just want to be slim. And they'll say stuff like this, but a few years down the line, they all end up, you know, you talk like Drew Morg. Uh, you guys remember Drew Morg was on the channel here. Same thing happened to him. He was trying to make gains. And then he was like, this is just not happening. I'm just going to become a cyclist. So he started cycling because he was losing so much muscle. So he's just like, let's embrace the suck and start cycling. His life, same thing. Carmen, Carmen's, uh, Carmen does it to his girlfriend in South Park where he like, tricks her into like, oh, this is vegan KFC or this is vegan. It's like actual KFC because he can't go vegan. I didn't see that one. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> the goal is just to pull legs. Just to find the commonalities. The commonality is like we're both having sex with the same girl. So that's something. Or I would probably do something that they won't like. He insisted on listening to a Turning Point USA podcast at the time, and I couldn't hear it, but I heard a little bit of the bleed from the earphones, and I was starting to lose my erection, so I said, well, you know what, I'm going to listen to Alyssa Milano's podcast. And then basically we just had two guys in the bedroom both listening to different podcasts, and it did become a tumultuous situation and hard for me to finish. Ooh, I don't know. I, sometimes you have to be as aggressive as they are. And I don't see Maybe your that. bull wants to wear a Trump hat, and maybe you wear a Bernie hat. Well, Have you ever no, had that with your I bull, mean, personally? I mean, with you're, uh, you and your girl's what bull? What you're talking about would be more along Plato's retreat or something like that. What did Plato That's say about your bull being a Trump guy? Not Plato as far as Greek. And you have to <laughs> Leave the politics out of the bull talk relationship in general. Yeah. If you go to a dinner party... You're not going to discuss religion. So do you think that maybe the dinner table and the bedroom should both have the same etiquette in the sense that my wife's being pleasured in both cases? 
that's a good one. Ryan Long has been, he's the, he has really good street interviews. And he, I like his editing style. It is a good editing style. He's really funny. Take notes, vegans. Take notes, vegans. You guys want to be actually funny? Maybe just quit being vegan. There's something about it that just makes you inherently unfunny when you spout your stupid-ass vegan points. if you want to be the big man, the big daddy. Little Big Toe donates five bucks, says, just say no to string bean arms. Just say no to string bean arms. Let's see. Uh, we've got a couple new notifications. Where's the new notifications, though? Keep playing the old ones. Let me replay that and see what it does. I'm feeling good as hell about this, dog. I feel like Little Wayne with his scissor. There we go. That's, that's my favorite one. <laughs> I like that one. All right. I'm coming here to chat. If you guys want to call in, we do have uh, we got the uh, the live. Where is the we got the um, the link for the Zoom call is in the description down below. Guys, feel free to call in, say what's up. Phoenix compilations up in the chat. We watched your video earlier, dude. That was a good one. That was a good edit, man. Infinite Cup is my favorite YouTuber. Says somebody. Yeah, we got Infinite Cup here. I'm not sure. He's talking about fifth dimension stuff. Let's uh let's see what Infinite Cups got going on. You have to let go of all expectations. Ugh. And yoga, this is about non-attachment. Don't you notice that? <laughs> you got about six seconds in before talking about yoga. Real unconditional love. Conditional love says that you have to act like X in order to receive my love. You have to be this specific person or have this specific event or characteristic in order to receive my love. Well, that's the old dimension. That's the, the third dimension, right? That's the paradigm. That's the matrix that has been keeping everybody trapped in fear. You'll notice whether you're manifesting your, your soulmate, whether you're trying to create a completely new, not, new life, everything comes down to your mind. It comes down to these limitations that were preset. Now, I call that programming. <laughs> It's usually the age one through seven, right? Where you're growing up and mommy was telling you things. And right when you had that creative energy, you know, you had this big inspiration. Mommy was there to say, no, that wasn't real, right? Daddy was there to really pummel you down and treat you like garbage because that power struggle was always going to be recreated and recreated. And that capped your level. Let's see. One minute in to start talking about his daddy issues too. (laughs) One minute in. Six seconds to say the word yoga. One minute to bring up daddy issues. Okay, what else? We get it. You like yoga. You like yoga. You hate your dad. What else? Really just therapy. Of what you can experience in this life. (laughs) Everyone has programming. Everybody. Uh. Everyone has some sort of trauma. Right? What are you doing about it? That's what this comes down to. Now, I call this meditation. That's what you need to do. All of that blocked energy, all of this trauma, all of these events are stuck in your body somewhere. And this is blocking the chakra system. This is blocking the kundalini energy. Uh, You need him. I get it. We need you to get up in that body and open up them chakras, right? How much does it cost for you to open my lady's chakras, infinite cup? (laughs) Your kundalini is closed up. He's running a good con. He's trying to get Everything. his. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's, that's, that looks like a really good one. He's trying to get his kundalini peeny wet. Oh, I thought you were saying the infinite cup. Were you saying that? No, it's cup. <laughs> cup. Cup is his name. But like, yeah, sure. 
His kundalini. He's smoking too much kundalini. Yeah, I misheard you. I was like, is this YouTube channel really the infinite talk? Is <laughs> oh wait wait we missed Michelle Lowe Michelle Lowe <laughs> thank you Michelle Lowe I wonder if it'll play the same one hmm? poop poop pee pee oh, let's see let's replay that what? One. and she's a psychologist um, or? Uh, to uh, to Abma uh, and uh, so it's all about pelvic blood flow you get inadequate clitoral engorgement. Um, uh, which, um, um, a, uh, a lubricant can be useful. <laughs> Badner Calories donates five bucks. I'm oh. feeling good as hell about this, dog. I feel like Little Wayne with his scissor. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know why that played again. Uh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm half your size. Uh, oh, no, wait a minute. I'm far bigger and far stronger than you. Are we getting multiple super chats or is just this just accidentally playing multiple notifications i think that's just one super chat and it played several okay all right badner calabrese donates five bucks says do you have any access to orthodox churches in ecuador how are you able to practice yes yeah there is but it are uh, actually your closest parish is far away it's about 16 hour drive so uh but you don't need a parish right next to you in order to become orthodox uh talk to your spiritual spiritual father and you can get started um do it yeah we do we do have uh we do have churches here we have one here in ecuador and it's 16 hours away but we're working on we're working on today we're working on stuff it's going to be it's going to get better soon so thank you very much appreciate that thanks for the super chat mr badner calabrese i don't know Man, if is tristan going to be a pastor of his own church no no I, I i i'm not ready i can't be a priest or anything yet i'm too i'm still a newbie I'm still a newbie. I'm still... I'm a baby. Uh, All the lockdowns over there, Tristan? Uh, retarded, really. I mean, it was it was crazy. It's... In the in rural areas, it's not as bad, but in the actual cities and, like, in the towns, it's, uh, it's pretty whack. The closer you are to the cities, the worse it is. Now, we had, like, yeah. military checkpoints and everything, and it was... Yeah, it was... Oh, shit. Yeah, but that's how I mean, there's military checkpoints in South America all the time. There's like huge drug trade, and you know you have yeah. like that's normal. But they had uh, temperature check military checkpoints where like a nurse comes and Yikes. sticks the gun to your head, sticks the temperature gun on your head, mandatory masks, a uh, hundred dollar fine the first time, and then they uh, allegedly they said they're going to put people in jail. I didn't hear about anyone going to jail for not wearing a mask, but they did claim it. Um, I check my ear temp every day. Uh, every day I go to school. That's so crazy. And he like he presses the issue too. He's like, "You have any symptoms?" And he'll just name like general symptoms. I'm like, like anyone can have those symptoms. Dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. like catch me here, dude. Like, uh, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah, do you feel tired today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you breathe? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not breathing right now. <laughs> yeah, where I'm at, they say it's mandatory, but anywhere I go, I don't put a mask on. And yeah, no, here, here the mask. Nothing ever gets done about it. Or if they're persistent about it, they give me the mask and say I have to wear it. I'll just put it on my ear, mm. and then I kind of just smile at them and, and walk away. No yeah. one said anything. I think the, the mesh mask <laughs> is nice, right? You got to do the the mesh mask. Cheese. Oh, man, I got to get one of those. Cheesecloth mask can be useful. They'll hate me at my school. 
<laughs> if I get one of those things. Hey, we, got, oh, we got someone in the waiting room. Let's let's pull in uh, Angel or Angel. Let's see. I'll we'll vet it first though. Let's make sure this is a real person. Where's Zoom? Angel. Hey. Angel. Angel. Que pasa? Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hey, I'm trying to pull you in. Where you at? Hello. Do you realize you're live? You're live with us. Come on. Put your video on. All right, I'm about to put you back in the waiting room. Get your stuff situated. All right, in the waiting room, we'll see if, if, if they can get their uh, video and audio working and then come back in. If they want to what, uh, what state are you guys in, Meister? You, you I'm in Florida. I'm down okay. in the dirty south, you know? <laughs> we, don't, we don't play by rules down there. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Texas for school right now. In the rural areas, no one, no one cares. Like, when I, when I go get raw milk, like, up, up the cities up, they look at me weird because I... I I'm so used. I'm already getting conditioned to wearing the fucking mask that I uh, yeah. uh, I caught myself I'm like, oh shit, I got to like an idiot. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick of oh. all these mandates and and all this madness, man. It's it's crazy. But when I go to town now, I see very few people with masks, which is pretty which is pretty cool. But if you want to go, like, if I want to go to the nearest city, um, it's like super compliance. Like people are wearing masks and face shields. Uh, there were people yeah. walking around the stupid polyester spacesuit things where it's like just like a jumpsuit that a janitor would wear to clean up a shitty toilet. I haven't seen that yet. Dude, yeah, they had that here. They had these stupid ass Chinese jumpsuits and these people <laughs> would buy these jumpsuits and like you see, like <laughs> And it comes from China too. Yeah. Yeah, all the all the tests here came from China too. All the yeah, of course. All the tests. Aren't the majority positive. of vaccines, don't they come from China as well? Uh, yeah, I'm I don't know sure. about that. I mean, some are manufactured there for sure. Was... I just tell them I wouldn't even muzzle my dog. My yeah, exactly. Dog. I, I don't even put a muzzle on my dog. I'm like, you think I'm going to put that on my child? Oh, that yeah, angel sure. left. I was going to pull you back in, Angel. If you want to come in, you can come in. I was going to pull you back in. but All right, guys, we're doing open lines. You guys make sure to, if you want to call in, you can call in. Thank you for the support. Yeah, hey, uh, Tristan. What's up? Have you had uh, Char uh, Charles Casson on here before? No, I'm not familiar. Is that a YouTuber? Uh, Truth, Truth is Terrorism on uh, Instagram? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've talked to him on Instagram before, but not on, uh, not on okay. YouTube. All right. Uh, Angel, hey, what's up? There you go. What's up, Angel? Bunk beds. Hello. What's up, man? What are you doing, man? You, up, you sound young, dude. What are you, like 17? 28? Whoa, man. How'd you find this? How'd you find this channel? YouTube. YouTube? <laughs> you watch, do you watch regularly or are you just like scrolling around random channels? Scrolling around random channels. Oh, that's cool that you're able to find this channel randomly on YouTube. What's happening, man? You got, something, you got something to say? Yeah. You got any questions or anything? 
You got anything to add? No. No. <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> right on, man. Well, Angel, what do you think of Tristan's channel and the things that he talks about? It's good. Your bunk bed reminds me of when I was uh, when I was younger, younger than thirteen. I was probably like ten, and then after that, I got my own room a couple years later. But my brother used to have the bunk bed above me, and I'd wipe boogers all over the bottom of this thing. You're welcome, Chase. All right, Angel. Uh, what do you think? Boogers is funny. All right, Angel. If you uh, thank, thanks for jumping in, man. But if you if you don't have anything to say, you're not even paying attention. You're just looking at other stuff, man. <laughs> hey, spend more spend more time outside, dude. Spend more time outside, less time on the computer. You'll feel better, man. In general, just in general, like more time outdoors, more time me. less screen time, more other stuff time. Right, with real people, running around outside. Don't don't waste too much time on the internet, man. All right, he's out. Hey, at least you know you're not demonetized or whatever it's called. Yeah, well, or, yeah, yeah. yeah, child locked. At least he, somebody was able to find. Locked. Someone was able to find the channel. That's that's good. I was actually curious as to what he thinks about you because me, if I were to come across the information that you're, you know, putting out there at 18, I don't know what the heck I'd think. Honestly, it'd be. I could barely deal with this stuff at 23 when I found out. You know, my worldview changed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think the same way, just randomly. Yeah, mine was through diet, and I think once you get red pilled on diet, where it's like, okay, they're they're lying to us about what's healthy for us, and they're lying to us about what's bad for us. You know, it kind of makes you skeptical of what else could they be lying about, and it throws you down the rabbit hole. And then what I found is it it all just pretty much goes back to eugenics, just you know, sick, dumb, stupid. And fat population that's more easily to control and manipulate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one aspect of it. And for it's, sure. it's disheartening. <laughs> it's like I veganism. Was, veganism plays. Yeah. Veganism plays on the emotions. I think there's a dichotomy. It either plays on the emotions of good-hearted people that want to bring cha- like positive change to the world, or just narcissists. And it's like this ideology that's been meticulously devised. Uh, to, to do that, to play on the good, like people, v- vegans, because I used to be vegan, and my ex girlfriend or my girlfriend at the time was vegan too. She got really deep into it, still is vegan to this day, six years later. And uh, you, you really feel like you're making a change for the world. And it's kind of just this, like, it's kind of just to make you feel good about yourself. It's pretty like, You think you're actually doing something positive, but you're not. You're actually doing the exact opposite. Yeah, spiritual deception. Prelest is the term yeah. for that. Right? When you you have these experiences and you think it's uh, you know, super powerful, you're somehow you know becoming more spiritual, but it's just straight up deception. It's called prelest. It, it's it, yeah, it's similar to drugs, eh? Like psychedelics. Exactly. Like I've taken a lot of stuff uh, back in the day, uh, even though I'm still pretty young. Yeah, and. It's kind of like this, you know, superficial awakening that these psychedelics open up. I think it opens up you, uh, you to, like, I don't know, demonic possessions easier or just, like, evil in general. Uh, yeah. 
But strangely, the only thing that I took from psychedelics was that I was trying to find meaning in places that it wasn't there. Besides that, I had no other epiphanies on it. It was just experience-oriented. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got somehow, I mean, I, by the grace of God, I made it out of all that stuff. I get heavy into it all, and in the end, it just kind of confirmed to me that I'm not God. Like, right, like at first, it's like, oh, yeah, we're all one. It's all God, bro, but then... I actually, you know, I did have certain experiences in that in that realm. It was like, no, I'm not God, and God is outside of me. And uh, I did have some really humbling experiences. But I guess those were the experiences where people might have considered it like a really like a bad trip, right? Where like I, I just saw all this fallen nonsense, demonic deception, and everything, and it was. I think that's when people start to freak out because they open, they blast open their mind, take a bunch of mushrooms or something. All of a sudden, they see all their sin, they feel it. And they feel it around them, right? They look at people's eyes around them and they feel they feel it. They feel the fall. They feel that they're falling. And if you don't have a theological framework to deal with that, you go mad. So I think uh, by the grace of God, I was able to make it out of that and even, you know, was able to um, to be humbled in certain ways. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't recommend people go down that path. It can be very, it can be real confusing. No, guys, and, I've seen people literally lose their minds yep, on that. Like, yep. they're never the same again. I've, I've seen people lose their minds violently. Like violently lose their minds. Where they, where, girls, right? Uh, this, this girl came here and she was involved in all these ayahuasca circles and stuff. Um, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but she, you know, this one girl ended up, she was from Sweden. All these tourists, they come down to South America like, oh, I'm going to go to shamans, bro. I'm going I'm to get, get enlightened. I'm going to go take the, take the medicine with the shamans. And they end up just going insane. And this one girl, she was stabbing people uh, around the town we live in. She stabbed two people with pencils and was talking about she thought she just had an abortion, but she didn't. Just completely delusional, all this demonic... Um, hallucinations that she was experiencing for weeks i think she was here for like almost two months they had to they had to go they had to fly her back to sweden with air marshals to keep her safe and keep everyone on the plane safe like escorted her out of the country it was insane Dang. to add on to that a little bit i know a girl that uh literally took a knife and stabbed it in her area repetitively uh while she was on psychedelics yep. because I don't know. She's calling herself a whore, and it was she's that girl's never been the same either. So yeah, there you go. Another, I mean, fully demonic, right? And there's a, there's another girl who died here. Her name was Leslie. I met this girl. I remember we met her on the coast. This was 2013, and then two years later, um, she went to one of these like ayahuasca group ceremonies, and this shaman was doing this initiation thing. She s smashed her face into the ground over and over again just just repeatedly smashed her head into the ground until her neck snapped just throwing herself Jeez, against bro. rocks like physically she what, what? beat herself to death is horrible she was young she was like 30 years old when this happened yeah and, and just one more to add on to that quickly because i really guys I, t I did a lot of drugs and i'm really an advocate against it i think there are positives that can come from it but you're just you're playing with the devil with those sort of things. But my best friend, the very first time we took LSD uh, when we were 15, he basically completely rebooted. That's all I could describe it as. He didn't know how to walk. He didn't know how to spatial awareness or anything. And he did the same thing as that girl. He kept trying to run out of the door. It was like 3 a.m. 
and he started banging his head as hard as he possibly could on the front door. To the next day, he had bruises and cuts all over his face. You're gonna get enlightened, bro. Punched me in the face. Get he ran off into the woods in the middle of the night. Like, guys, you don't know what you're messing with there. Man. Did he ever come back? Did he ever? Did he ever get back to who he was? Yeah, he. Well, he after that he went on a long stretch of Xanax for years, and then he ended up moving away. Uh, which what I found with a lot of people when they move away from the area and kind of start afresh, he got clean after that. And, yeah, I love that. Dude. The same but, thing yeah, with LSD. Scary. Same thing, dude. The reboot. Where they almost go primal, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, so basically, a table would be in front of him. And instead of walking around the table, he would climb on top of it and, and walk over it. Just like things yeah. like that, man. It was strange. For how long? How long did that last? And I knew it, it lasted the whole night from like midnight until 7 a.m., man. But then he, and, did he come back slowly or was like, what was it like the next day? Because it can be really yeah, hard to bring was, somebody back from that. It could be very difficult. Yeah, slowly he came back. It didn't really affect him too much after that because I don't think he really remembers what happened. Yeah. But... I knew he wasn't there when I was holding him back from the door and he just punched me in the face as hard as he could. And wow. I was like, all right, you know, the guy I know isn't in there right now. Madness, man. D demonic. Like, so demonic, some of these experiences. First time, too, young, 15 years old, you know. And what influenced us to take it? You know, Beatles music, Pink Floyd, yep, yep. you know, the, the hippie era. The doors. Like, oh, we were born in the wrong generation. The doors of perception, 70s. man. You got to break open the doors of perception. You're going to be enlightened. Chaya, what's up? We got a caller. We got a new caller pulling him in. We're doing open lines, guys. If you guys want to call in, maybe take a couple more calls and then maybe watch a couple more videos. I don't know how long we'll go. We'll keep going if you guys keep supporting Hey, Chaya. Hey, I'm Beirut's Farmer. I just wanted to call in, say hi. Nice to see you. Beirut's Farmer, it's been, I, you know, I, I sometimes assume, I, I sometimes assume handles are dudes, like Beirut's Farmer. Oh, that's probably a dude. <laughs> but nice yeah, to meet you. Yeah, no, that's cool. Nice to meet you. You sexist? I'm so sad. I know, right? Assumptions. Yeah. I assume my audience is just like me. They're all bald dudes. What a Basically, though. Basically, right? <laughs> Two of us here, at least, bald dudes. Yeah. I'm supporting the cause. <laughs> there you go. Beirut's farmer. Now, what what kind of farm? What kind of farm are you on out there? Yeah, we're outside of Seattle. We got like five acres. It's just a little homestead. Um, we grow in turkeys, sheep, pigs, eggs, chickens, how, how rabbits. Sheep, how many sheep and pigs do you have out there on five acres? So we just got um, katahdins. There are two ewes that are um, pregnant. Wow. So hopefully they'll land here in January or February. And then we just picked up, um, man, I can't, Han Hanford and um, another mix of pigs. We got three of those little piglets. We're just trying to prepare for the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Are we all? <laughs> what are you feeding the pigs? Yeah. What are you feeding the pigs? Uh, yeah, so they're going to be on pasture. We're just training them for um, to be on two lines of electricity. And we yeah. move them like every two weeks. And then we supplement them with, you know, just basic pig feed. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can do organic and everything like that as well. And scraps and whatever is available from the kitchen. Because they, they do really well on roots and stuff too. Like here, there's yucca and... I mean, there's ways to get around 
because most of the feed is, has corn and soy. There are ways to go around it, but it can be difficult to not feed corn and soy because it's so convenient and yeah. it's so easy to get the feed. It's probably yeah, cheaper too. Yep. Sometimes, um, sometimes, depending. Yeah, feed is really inexpensive, <laughs> which is the problem if you want to do, do organic or soy-free, yeah. corn-free. It's really impossible um, if you're trying to do anything with your own money. But um, especially, like you said, the roots and stuff, we're going to use them to, like, terrace our land, and we're just trying to get them to um, help us bring, like, fertility to the land. I'm thinking about that. I've got a, yeah, I've got a friend who's been using it. He showed me how he does it. He's like, you know, you just you stake him there for a day, and they just they just dig it up, and they they'll flatten because we have a lot of it's it's really steep hill. So I'm thinking about getting yeah. some pigs and staking them and helping helping to tear us so that we can catch more water. That's our goal. Yeah. The thing yeah, is, definitely. we have so many like the the cows are a lot of work, the sheep are a lot of work. We're not even eating any of the sheep let yet, but they're going to be lambing soon. So hopefully this year we'll start um, slaughtering and uh, and eating some more of them. But uh, yeah, the uh, the pigs. I have a friend who had a bunch of goats, and he's like, "I'm slowly downsizing my goat herd and moving towards pigs because he likes it. He says they just they're easier. Goats are a pain in the ass. Goats are flighty. I hate know. goats. I hate them too. But <laughs> sheep are so goats. chill. I really like the sheep because they're so mellow and chill. Goats, I don't want a goat. Don't I don't want to deal with that. No. I got children. They're, yeah, they're difficult goats. enough, man. Goats goats seem like they're yeah, exactly hard headed. We had, I had adopted two goats when we first moved out here. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take all your animals. And then um, one of the goats kept biting my son and, like, pinning him down. And it was always getting out. And they were like, we're eating dinner. And they'll just, like, run up against the window and smash. <laughs> when we have to over. It's like, yeah, we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but pigs, I tell everybody, they're so clean. There's, they're, they're, it's like the opposite of what people tell you, you know? Yeah. They're so clean. They're so friendly. They're yeah. so, I don't know. And just... They're cool. And uh, if you feed them right, the problem here is everyone gives them balance, kibble, basically, balance auto, they call it. And it's uh, corn and soy and the meat, it's like white. But if you get one that's fed, like, like a whey fed pig, their, their meat is like red meat. It's like, it's like beef. Like it looks so deep and red. So what I'm thinking about is maybe because there's a dairy at the bottom of the hill. I'm thinking if I can get enough whey. Apparently, the word on the street is you need 10 gallons of whey per day for an exclusively whey-fed pig. And that's a lot, right? Now, we're not going to produce that much milk here. We're never going to have 10 gallons of whey a day. We would need to be milking. If we wanted 10 gallons of whey a day, we'd need to be milking like at least uh, – 10 animals regularly right because we drink the raw milk we do yogurt and stuff we only make cheese like every other day if we're lucky and then we'll have a gallon of whey after we make it maybe maybe two gallons of whey max but yes you need 10 gallons of whey a day to feed all whey fed pig i i don't know i'm I'm obsessed with the idea of a whey fed pig so i'm going to try to find a way to get a bunch of whey from some local dairies and maybe just like take a trip twice a week and get a barrel of whey and then feed the pigs that that's my that's what i'm thinking about doing yeah we had uh we just slaughtered a pig a couple of months ago and you can't hardly tell the difference between it being pork or beef especially yes. when we do pork chops on the grill and we did not do whey 
as um, he's not a way fit pig, yeah. but it's like also depends on the pig and the breed you get. Okay. As well. So some you can't even yeah, feed away. Some don't do. Mm, well, I don't know about that. I just think that there's different tastes. Like uh, Berkshire, we have a Hanford Berkshire mix. Berkshire is supposed to be like the Kobe of pig, and so yeah. if you can find a Berkshire purebred stock, that could be really cool. But um, I think it really depends on the animal as well, not just what it eats. I know that's like contradictory. I don't know because like you can be a very big purist about it, and then you just like are so focused on that one part that you miss like actually experiencing that. Oh, not a whole lot of that actually matters. Yeah. <laughs> How much does a pig like that cost? Oh, I got three <laughs> pigs, a hundred dollars a head. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to find y'all a picture. It's a hundred dollars a head, and they grow. Let's see if I can. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're eating pasture. Um. And they'll grow like 300 pounds, depending on the gender. And uh, I guess the guy said that the males will put on more fat, but at the end, the carcass weight would be about the same. Sorry. <laughs> Called in and took over the conversation to homesteading. No, no worries. Why are you, uh, <laughs> so what are you preparing for the end of the world? What's going to oh, happen? Well, I live in Seattle oh. area, so that's all oh, yeah. about, you know, top, Chaz, um, the whole, like, first case being out here. Um, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm, politics this year is just not fun. I don't trust it. <laughs> so, not to mention, I don't know if you guys keep up with all the agriculture stuff that's going on around the world, but they're killing pigs in China and making people not <clears throat> farm, so... Just trying to provide for our family and our friends when that comes down to it. We don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> yep. Better to be self-sufficient and sustainable. That's what I'm reaching for in the next few years. It's definitely worth it. Um, we were, we've dreamt about this for like 10 years. So, and That's we great. just landed an opportunity in one of the most expensive places to do it. <laughs> so it, you can do it anywhere, you know? Yeah, I was thinking Alaska or Montana. I don't know. <laughs> My husband keeps wanting to, us to move to Alaska, and I'm just not for it. <laughs> so it's a little too much. It's too, too rural. Yeah. Sorry, that... Do you do okay with um, cold? Uh, on, well, so I'm, I'm an ethnic mutant. So I have uh, I have Islander blood in me, but I also have uh, you know Northern blood in me too. So I enjoy both the heat and the cold. It doesn't really okay. matter to me. I like both extremes. I like sweating my ass off, and I like being as cold as possible too. Okay. I definitely. But that's a lot cheaper. A hundred bucks for a pig? I was expecting that to cost a lot more. Um, so yeah, how much so, do you think you put into it? Like, so before the slaughter, how much money is put into that pig uh, in total? Uh, so we do a lot of supplementation with scraps and stuff in the, the kitchen, you know, and whatever, you know, roughage we have. So that really does take away from it. And you can get a lot of your stuff for free from like food banks and whatever. 
Um, but I would, I don't really have like numbers per se to put down. The feed costs, the feed we get costs about $16, $17, a, a 50 pound bag. And they, they uh, go from eating like a scoop a day to like two scoops. You know what I mean? It, and the bigger they get, the more you're going to need to feed them. Um, but I would say that, I don't know, maybe like with a butcher, which a butcher has like a kill fee and they put a cut fee and everything, do it like that way. I would say about like six, $700, possibly a grand if you're doing it expensive. Yeah. Like you're coming so, out. You're coming somebody, out with like two bucks a pound almost. Yeah. And somebody had said that because China owns so much of our pork um, industry, you're never going to make a profit. You're never going to be like out on top and like somehow it's not beef, you know, it's pork. So yeah. if you're looking at the supermarket and you're trying to compare that price to anything you do on the homestead, just save you the trouble. Don't. I was walking through Costco. They sold a, a carcass, a whole chicken for $3. You know, a chick costs $3. <laughs> A, yeah. a Cornish cross costs $3. So I don't even know how you do that. <clears throat> well, yeah, uh, I've read, yeah. I've heard too. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, yeah, the issue I heard with pork is that, like, as opposed to cows where you can just let them graze on grass and, you know, well, I, it's more than that, but they just primarily eat grass and hay. A pig in its natural habitat would, you know, be forging through the woods and, uh, you know, eating tubers and roots and insects and small animals. And it's harder to replicate that on a marketable scale where you can make a profit. Like, you know, grass-fed and finished meat being the higher quality, to do the same with pork, it, it, there's no money involved. And that's why no one's really doing it. Yeah, well, well and then also just like the industry. Exactly. It's, it's the industry, you know. Yeah. But uh, I was going to say, my the guy I bought the pigs from, he said that they would be fine on grass. They just take longer to grow. So the reason why people feed extra stuff to the pigs is just to get them to grow faster. But they can completely survive on grass. The problem with pigs going feral is that they'll end up growing like tusks and become like wild pigs if you don't. Um, That's kind of cool. Boars. But there's some testosterone in that meat. Yeah. That's strange. They grow husks just eating grass? Like, yeah. It's good. It's oh, I mean, not just eating grass, but like if you just let them forage, you know, and like yeah. they just develop differently. So it's really they interesting. Turn into men. Turn into some real pigs that way. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's cool. What do, you, what do you think about veganism? Yeah, I don't like it. Um, I think it's all tied together. I mean, I've been watching Tristan for like five years. Um, so we went keto back when we um, found Tristan and he was in keto days. And, you know, you, like you, I think you said it, um, you know, you get red pilled through diet and then it's kind of hard <laughs> to not see it everywhere, you know? And uh, it's yeah. like just a, I, I, I think my friends are kind of, they don't want to hear, hear it from me, you know? But I have a lot of um, girlfriends that go vegan for losing weight <laughs> and like to be thin and, you know, and it works for them. And so then they like slowly become like diet vegans to like 
activist vegans, they're just like overnight yeah. because it worked for them and nothing else worked for them. <clears throat> um, really, it's just a calorie deficit, right? So they they kind of buy into it because they need to lose weight and they lose weight because they're not eating enough calories. And then they think, oh, wow, this must be the truth. Then, you know, I lost all this weight, but then slowly the, you know, nutritional deficiencies occur and if you're not willing to be honest with yourself in the end, you could end up taking that to the grave. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I got red pill through Weston A. Price and Sally Fallon, so the, um, there are a whole thing about there's not been one culture who's been vegan. You know, I mean, vegetarian for sure, I mean, has happened, but you can survive anywhere with an animal, you know? Um, and eggs being almost nutritionally complete, it's a lot different than being vegan, you know? Yeah, I was in the military. I was in the Coast Guard, so I don't know if you caught that. But I was in the Coast Guard for 10 years, and I remember standing in my command's office when I was getting rid of the I'm like, the egg is the most amazing thing ever. And they're like, okay, can you go back to work? I'm like, you need to eat more eggs and don't eat sugar. <laughs> they're like, okay, it's fine. She's fine. I'm sure she's fine. <laughs> Oh, spreading some good information there. That's what you got to do. But yeah, similar to you, all my friends, I basically self-ostracize myself from my friends because they don't want to talk about anything. Like they want to talk about boring, mundane, uh, mundane things like, oh, you know, the newest show on Netflix or, you know, this video game or what this celebrity's saying. And I really don't care about any of that. And I actually just had a friend recently. He was like, hey, if you want to go out and grab a beer you know, that's cool, but just don't talk about any conspiracy things. And I was like, oh, so you want to have a limited conversation? And, you know, like I just said, talk about Netflix and, and this and that. And he's like, yeah, that sounds great. But he followed that up by saying, like the next day he said, dude, I think the dollar's going to crash. And I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, do you not see like the kind of, I don't know, the hypocrisy in that? Yeah. So my aunt, um, most of my family is liberal. My side of family is conservative. They don't talk to each other, obviously, but I'm like trying to keep like the, the lines alive. And the other day um, we were talking about the second amendment and how it's a blanket. If you're like trying to protect yourself against a tyrannical government, it's kind of, there shouldn't be any, I mean, that's how you read it, right? It's to protect your life and liberty. Anyways, so long story short, anytime, yeah. <laughs> We've got guns. My AR is right over there. It's yeah, not so right here. <laughs> um, but any, yeah, but anyway, so long story short, you know, um, it went from like having a conversation to her being like, yeah, we'll just leave it there. I got to go cook dinner. And I'm like, and then she goes, I love you. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't love me because you don't have any clue where I am. You know, like this isn't a relationship. This is just an idea, you know, and um, and if you can't, and it's kind of hard because, you know, they're like Bernie Sanders people, they're going to vote for Biden. They're, it's like, I don't understand how you can be, I'm not saying Trump is like a messiah. Some people believe that, I don't. Um, people think he's a false, he, they think he's a savior, but I think he's more along the lines of a false savior. I think definitely things would be a lot more exponentially worse off if Biden gets elected, but I don't think Trump is a, uh, you know, this no. guy painted in golden light either. No, I don't think, I don't think anyone who has a good idea of what's happening politically would really be saying that. Cause yeah, but in general, I just don't want us to continue down this road. And it seems like our best bet is to be 
unfortunately, we there are other people who are running for president, but we don't see those people. <laughs> there are, yeah, there are because it's not an election, right? It's a selection, not an not yeah. an election. There. Yeah. It's like here, choose which one's the least worse, but they both suck. Less are the Eagles. Yeah, it's yeah. a false dichotomy, right? It's what they're bringing into everything, like black versus white, female versus male, you know, uh, old versus young, uh, Republican versus Democrat. It's to keep people divided. That way they're, you know, in group fighting while like the real corruption and atrocities are, you know, continuing on. Like they're just smiling behind all of it. Like, look, these idiots are still talking about black versus white when 10 years ago, I'm mixed, right? I'm an ethnic mutant. I got almost everything in me. 10 years ago, things, you know, you could crack any sort of joke about any race and it'd be cool. Like the Chappelle show, the freaking, oh, you know, Carlos Mencia, all of that, man. Nowadays, you get freaking canceled real quick for anything yeah. like yeah. that. Every time you say you're an ethnic mutant, I always just think mutant, teen, uh, like a uh, teenage turtle ninja. Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> just seeing like you just instantly turn into a, a turtle for a second and then you come back. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I just mean I'm a mutt. Like my, I'm, mm-hmm. my both of my parents are mixed, and I'm mixed as well. So I got like seven ethnicities in me. But uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's uh, it's hard with the friends and family because I I'm in a similar boat where my friends and family are all very liberal, and I was too the same. I I just just a year ago, I didn't change until maybe like a year or fourteen months ago. But I was the standard narrative regurgitator you know just throwing up anything that cnn said or what reddit said or whatever any sort of authoritative source said without actually looking into it and you know going down the line of you know being lied to about what's healthy and what's not it's like look if they're willing to uh, you know through that you can uh reduce it to they're trying to they don't care about us being sick and they don't care about us being healthy so and then you get into all of it, man. And, and to me, a lot of it just points back to eugenics. Uh, yeah. And, and what's crazy, here's a thought that I had, is like, okay, so we learn, we learn about, I remember learning about the Rockefellers back in high school. And it's basically like, oh, they, you know, they were this oil oligopoly and, you know, this big, uh, tie, uh, you know, they had a hold on the, uh, the market and the government disbanded them and, and that was that. But they don't even tell you that the very public education system that you're in learning about the Rockefellers was initially funded by them too. And a few other, you know, rich billionaires from the time. And I always thought that was kind of funny. It's like, Oh, well they, they strangely omit like very, uh, very needed. Uh, things. Michelle Law is a PP in the poo poo advocate. <laughs> Ian, Jared, and Sivo donates five bucks. Says, "Hey Tristan, what are gun laws like in Ecuadorio? Yo, um, you can have guns. You can get. You can actually get concealed carry. Uh, you just need the right. You got to jump through the right hoops. Um, hoop jumping is required, but you can get a concealed carry license. Uh, and guns are expensive. And ammunition is very expensive. Um, yeah, all of it's risen, right? Ammunition's like triple the price now. It's hard to get ammo, man. It's hard, even yeah. in Texas." Yeah, <laughs> that's saying something. Yeah. yeah. All right, thanks, me and Jared. Hey, guys. Touch on the second again. Guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to wrap it up. I'm gonna have to end this. There is a fire somewhere, like up in the mountains, and uh, it might be moving this way. So I uh, I can see it. I can see the smoke and smell it, and it's uh, it might. 
don't know. Every guys, pray pray for us. Pray for the family and and yeah, man. hopefully, because the water our water system comes from way up there. So hopefully, it doesn't burn out our water. The water tubes don't get melted or something. Um, all right, so yeah, we got shovels, Tristan. Yeah, we got shovels and stuff. I thought I was. You might want to dig a firewall. Yeah, we got we have so we have some firewalls around, but I hopefully I can. Uh, I thought I was gonna get some sleep, but maybe not. Um, all right, guys. Th- hey, thanks to everybody right. for supporting. Thanks to everybody for calling in. Um, hopefully, hopefully this thing doesn't reach down here in the mountains, but uh, or down here on this part of the mountain, but. Yeah, everybody, thank you for joining the call. If uh, if if all's good, I'll try to stream tomorrow night, and hopefully nothing uh, nothing happens here. So pray for us, please. Pray for us. Pray for us, please, guys. Um, all right, guys, we got we got Sid Meister, Anthony, and Bear Roots Farmer. Thank you guys so much for calling in, guys and gals. Appreciate the conversation. And uh, take care, everyone. Yeah, take care, guys. Thanks everybody for supporting. I'll see you all guys soon. And um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hopefully. Hopefully uh, not have to fight a fire. But uh, all right, everybody. Talk soon. Thanks, brother.